I show up zero to ten minutes late, but I bring beer. Welcome to the Sprocket Podcast, where we are simplifying the good life. I'm Guthrie Straw. And I'm Aaron Flores, broadcasting from the People's Republic of Portland, nestled in the heart of Cascadia. We're the show that brings you somewhat irreverent conversations about the intricacies of thinking locally with a global perspective and enjoying the best that life has to offer along the way. Covering bicycling, trains and transit, adventures and life hacks, and today... The Tim Mooney Show. The it's the Tim Mooney Show. Tim Mooney the Tim show Mooney project. Show. I, I say that every morning when I wake up. <laughs> what? And now you have a Is recording that of it. Wait, so we can sing with you. Well, I wonder, yeah. can, I, can I be the first to say happy holidays, gentlemen? Ooh. Oh, yes. And ladies and gentlemen, and uh, uh, folks of all ages and shapes and sizes and colors, hello. Happy holidays. I we I don't think we've, we've wished a ho- happy holidays to anybody yet. Yeah. Well, it was a little so, early. Yeah, it would have been. Mm-hmm. We're like solid mid December. I'm feeling no. like it's time. Now yeah, we, can, we do can do it. it. Yeah, when, when, we can do it. I was thinking about that the other day. When when is the colloquial like? Yep, it's the holidays. I feel like, it, especially if Hanukkah's early, like it mm-hmm. was this year. I mm-hmm. feel like you're you're cool. Uh, well, certainly on day one of Hanukkah, you're there. Definitely mm-hmm. right, right. So that was like December second or third. I feel like it was really early this mm-hmm. year. I felt like. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, you're you're solid. I okay. think you can get away with it like day after Thanksgiving. But oh, you could totally get away with it day after Thanksgiving. I mean, that's when okay. you know people are bringing out the or stores, anyways, are bringing out the like you know the, Look, the holiday decorations. If the Walmart in West Virginia, where my cabin is, starts putting up Christmas stuff the day after Halloween, I, <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's too early. Yeah. I think that, we that, can say I, that we can we can draw the line there. But yeah. yeah, now happy holidays. Everyone. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. We're, we're less than ten days away. Yeah, we're cool. <laughs> we're cool. From that holiday. You know, yes, this is a, yes. this is the holiday season. Oh, so what to do? I believe this goes. Yeah, I believe that's in Dickery Dock. <laughs> what nothing? That, that, <laughs> that, that, was, that was that was that was that was a podcast killer right there. Man. Oh, it's good. Bam, I was, you I was can feel it. Everybody's like Dean Martin just, out. Out. <laughs> it was Dean Martin, right? I don't know. Dean, well, you, you caught me thinking of how many days it was until the thirty first, and I was lost oh. in concentration. <laughs> It's um some it's, number of days. Yeah, I don't know. It, it gets wiggly, wiggly uh, washy. Yeah, I was gonna say something about uh, leaving for the holidays. Yeah, are where, you where are you, you going anywhere? Oh, am I going anywhere? Yeah. Um, no, I think I'm no. gonna kick it. You're gonna around, hang out around Portland for the holidays. Um, typically, I'll be here for Christmas Day. Oh, nice. Yeah, what if one or both of you do the uh, Christmas Day ride. There's, a, there's like a empty streets the ride. Empty streets yes. ride, which sounds really. Our dope. good friend Scott yeah. Bachelor puts it on yeah. every year. Yeah. I think that that sounds really good. Except that hopefully the weather will be slightly drier than what it is right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but as we know, it's unlikely. <laughs> this is pretty good though. Uh, this is the first solid rain we've had probably in a while. I know we always talk about rain in Portland, but like. It's been a pretty dry winter, it's all things been considered. Very, yeah, I kind of yeah. wish the mics could pick up the uh, pitter patter of the rain on the roof of this because that because it, it's it's nice. I would call it a rain. It's it's it, it's. I uh, don't think it's really actually going to pick anything. It's a seasonal. Up. It's a seasonal bacchanal of uh, joyful goodness of uh, Portland, Oregon. That's all. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it, it feels it feels like it feels like December. Yes, <laughs> when it's raining outside. Wait, there's we we've got to like make our own uh, like holiday themed rain songs. 
to replace because like snow what <laughs> yeah because yeah maybe it's cold outside it, it's, well. it's getting a second <laughs> look lately so maybe, <laughs> it's, maybe it's out <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe it's wet outside i don't know something different right it's soggy outside <laughs> indeed maybe um, it's wet outside but eh, you'll be all right that's fine. <laughs> it's Portland. It's true. It's put, true. On, put on a rain jacket. I feel like I'm in- interrupting. Normally, you guys say what you did this week, and I feel like yeah. I've just totally been like, you know, going, hey, it's raining, everybody. <laughs> What'd you that's, do, Aaron? I mean, I, that's I, fine. I know it doesn't I, rain much in D.C., so you're it's excused. Oh, oh, are you kidding me? We just broke the, the all-time record of uh, wet in D.C. <gasps> oh, really? Just, just yesterday, because we got like seven inches of rain over the weekend or something Whoa. ridiculous. Oh, it's been awful. If you if you listen to my dopey little podcast, you know normally I do the CNO uh, trail all the time. That would be the pedal shift project. Th- that's the one. And uh, uh, I never, I didn't through ride it for the first time in like five years this year because hmm. it was so freaking wet and like you oh know, no, the floods would like wash out parts of the trail and yeah. everything like mm. that. But yeah, it, it, it's been it's been shall dare I say Portland like all <laughs> year long <laughs> bananas. And then I just read an article in the Post today. That suggested that the polar vortex is going to like create a crazy ass winter too. So you know, it's basically you mean like this this frozen ice tundra thing happening. I guess I guess you know just to summarize the uh, actual weather experts uh, because of uh, global climate change, right? Uh, yes, it, there's some warming that spikes in there and screws everything up. And that I'm using technical terms, so follow me, people. Uh, screws <laughs> right, everything right up with you. and pulls that polar vortex down. So we're going to have cold plus wet equals snow. Oh, hmm. I can't wait. That's going to be amazing. That's going to be amazing. But uh, I digress. Uh, so I normally because I've been around the show. I've been around the show a little bit. I also I know that we're ruining the A block, which is hey, what did you do this week? Oh, so, right. So there, what did, what did no you do? Real, this? There's no That's real right. A block. Yeah, <laughs> there's just the show. People, this people, was, people. This well. is this is pro time here. What's, <laughs> the, what's the what's the A block? It's what did you do this week? But, right. Uh, uh, you go ahead. Okie dokie. Yeah. This week I uh, continued reading, or I guess I should say rereading uh joe kermaski's book which uh, i was inspired surprise surprise to start reading again <laughs> due to our podcast the other day um and it's been pretty good so got about halfway through that for this week and also went to a comedy show uh student showcase at curious comedy up in north portland which comedy. is a comedy yes uh where if you're not in la or new york you can still be in portland and go somewhere and have some good laughs, laughs and and have a good time i guess dc probably has a has a pretty good comedy scene um, i would imagine uh it, one that i'm not really okay in into deep but uh dave Chappelle's from dc okay and right. will sometimes come back and do like a surprise open mic at the comedy chucklehead shelter or whatever it's you know, okay. I, I just named a lot of different Every- potential <laughs> names for the place okay there's okay. there is a big comedy uh, club in dc on connecticut avenue not far from where i live and i've never gone there oh that uh, that's all right but every time i hear it, it's oh dave Chappelle was there last night and i'm like oh i missed it again <laughs> right so. <laughs> totally yeah this this um this one was a, a student showcase curious comedy for those who are not in the loop is a not-for-profit comedy center so they do classes and have um sort of what i'd call like their professional tier shows but then they also do um a lot of student showcase so their classes were wrapping up and got to see some level ones, level twos, level threes, all forms of good comedy and good fun. And as the announcer puts it, a practice in empathy, which uh, improv is always a practice in empathy. It I, is. I'm yes, curious. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, so yeah, I, I think um, from from my perspective and and from perhaps their standpoint, uh, to have good improvisational scenes between 
different persons, you have to have empathy because you have to understand where the other person's coming from or what they're going okay. for. Huh. And so um, truly great improv is more empathetic than it is, you know, performing other things. Yeah. Um, uh, did they did they explain what the difference between a level one, level two and level three person was? They didn't. But um, basically, the difference is in uh, level one was a little weak is what you're saying. Oh, no, it, it actually, it was, <laughs> or kinda, was it the opposite? It was kind of weird. Um, so one would be tempted to think that there is a natural like betterness through that progression mm. but realistically um it's no holds bar like you get up on the stage and you can have a level three tank really hard or you can have a level one do amazing Real- oh, really did you see someone tank um there is no like let me it's a student <laughs> showcase there's no like totally <laughs> saw someone tank. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'll i'll uh i'll, I'll uh, my, my dad says and he has I'm, notes people I'm, I'm going to take back this question i'm sorry guthrie oh you're good you're good my my, my dad would call it my <laughs> silver tongue but i would say nobody tanked my uh, understanding is that can, uh, that good stand-ups actually don't mind tanking because they know that they they learn something very important about oh, yeah. their yeah, stuff yeah, so yeah. it's it happens even yeah, amongst the best of them so there's a great a uh, number of videos of of famous comics talking about like their worst night mm-hmm. um you know just just look up like your favorite comment or your favorite comic and then you know um worst show or worst night afterwards and you're gonna find a video of them talking about it and almost every one i've ever seen it, like you said it comes back with like you know and then i learned this mm-hmm. and thank goodness for that oh yeah and i mean you don't really you don't really learn that unless you go up and you do it so uh, with improv, there, there was actually really good material all throughout every showing. I'd say there, there were some strong spots and some stro- spots that were less strong. But overall, um, this is the third showcase I've seen from students, and it was really strong. Awesome. So uh, very enjoyable. Typ- typically level one, you're focusing on like very basic concepts, just sort of setting your roots down, getting your, your base built within uh, improv and improv being separate from stand up, uh, very different skill set because you're you're yeah. just you're training different muscles basically. Um, but the level one stuff usually does pretty simple scenes and so things that are very contained. Whereas a level three might have um, there, there's different uh, what am I thinking of? There's different sort of rubrics or or sort of styles or, or techniques, and so some of those techniques weave sort of story upon story. So you're having uh, improvisational actors who are within a scene. You have physical objects, so the physicality comes to play, and you sort of build on these concepts over the different classes. Um, but a level one can be just as funny as a level fifty, uh, and a level fifty can have a bad night, and um, <laughs> you know that you have a bad night. So yeah, <laughs> um, I I really enjoyed it. That's actually. very cool. Um, That's very cool. And I. You know, if anybody is looking to have a laugh, unfortunately, uh, the other comedy spot in Portland and comedies seem to have a rough time in Portland in general. Uh, I made a joke about L.A. and New York, but it is kind of a, a trope that like that's where you would go. That's where you for, go like, to make it serious yeah. comedy yeah. Uh, TM. Uh, but Brody, Brody <laughs> just uh, Brody just closed. And so like it's not actually super far off um, to say that it's <clears> been a hard year, a hard couple of years for comedy. Um, that being said, it seems that Curious is there's always well. helium. Oh, well, that's like for touring. It comics, seems like fifty percent of podcasts are stand-ups who are doing podcasts. So it's like I feel like oh, they've really? all just gone to podcasts. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, it's like oh look, it's a new podcast. Oh, what a shock! It's a stand-up. <laughs> I, I would say that the the my least favorite comedy I've ever been to in Portland was at Harvey's Comedy Club, um, and it which it, is no more. Is it really? Oh, I don't. Oh, I've, I would be really surprised. I'm assuming it it it. Uh, the show is just kind of depressing because when you make jokes that are um, generally bigoted, like 
classist racist etc yeah, yeah, and yeah. then you're like why the fuck is everybody else laughing and you're yeah. the only one like not laughing you're like, not the only one not laughing it, but yeah, yeah good i, I hope so I, <laughs> I i saw like I've a very to... very uh a, like disappointing is the yeah. word i will use i was incredibly disappointed with the caliber of um comedy at at uh, harvey's but other places have i've seen great stuff at i was at a comedy show this is years and years ago um here in portland it was at a bar um uh, I'm not going to say the name of the bar, mostly because I can't remember. Yeah, I'm just calling but, names out left and <laughs> <Yeah>. right here. <laughs> these these folks um, and these folks. Is that this good. bar? And and uh, they, it all seemed like, first off, like the comics all knew each other. And I think when you get a, uh, people who are familiar with each other, much like the three of us here, you're, you're more likely to kind of cross the line with each other hmm. because you're familiar and you know like what buttons you're going to push. And when, when you're like on stage and, and with comedy in my observation here, uh, <clears throat> you want to get sometimes anyways, you want to get that shock value because, because that gets people's attention. And then sometimes, you know, that also can be a laugh. Mm-hmm. It's not always the best way to get a laugh, but yeah, yeah. anyways, There's so many, was, many ways. Yeah. To get a laugh. So I was at this, I was at this, uh, this comedy show at this bar and they had this wheel where, you know, a comic would spin a wheel and it had like, you know, uh, memory from elementary school or whatever, like, and, and the comic had to riff on that. And it was just, I was really surprised at how, um, how dark things got. Mm. <laughs> and I'm, I'm a fan of, of the darkness the dark comedy and you know i i don't think you can have really uh the the sacred without the profane mm-hmm. uh, the two kind of have to be together in order to define each other but also it was just this this i I just got this weird feeling of of or this yeah just this weird notion like everybody it was like it's like yeah everything's fucked and and we're just gonna wallow in the mud with hmm. it and we're not gonna like you know try to like make a point out of this we're just gonna say like yeah the world is fucked and mm-hmm. everyone's awful ha 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 like, yeah that's not how comedy works for me anyways yeah uh, you know you can you can kind of point to how the world is messed up and then kind of you make this twist on it that kind of makes people more hopeful i think anyways and that's what hmm. good comedy does hmm. this was not a lot and a of lot those. of comedy of the past you know you look at a lot of very famous comedians you look at eddie murphy raw you look at stuff like Fuck that yeah you and and that and there were amazing elements in that and there's a lot of punching down in that oh, too yeah. mm-hmm. and you're like yeah. and it doesn't age well <laughs> you know what i mean no no so no that's, i think i think it, that's that's part of the point is yeah. like what's gonna last yeah. you know like you said what's gonna age well, well is, what is doesn't age stuff. well is the punching down yeah you know? yeah, yeah. And it's just like yeah but the you know the hey man someone stole your battery that's funny that remains funny <laughs> yep yep the aids jokes less so eh, not so much yeah 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 <laughs> i mean it's it, it's really remarkable what was sort of considered super hysterical humor in the not too distant past and yeah, yeah so yeah when you think about it it's like 15 years ago maybe mm-hmm. oh, maybe 20 i guess it's got to be more than that because i'm super old i think raw was what 80 it's it was in no. the 80s Oh yeah, I was thinking it was like ninety one. No, I was. It, I think I was in high school, man. Oh, I, th- shit. I think we're talking okay. like eighty seven, eighty eight. All right, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sorry, everybody here is <laughs> we're like all, we're all old. We're all old. <laughs> How did that happen? I was, was going to say you guys want to feel really old. Oh no, <laughs> you want to yeah. feel really yeah. old. Where, where were you in eighty seven? Were you born yet? I was not born yet. <laughs> <laughs> there, there you go. I knew it. That's my gift to you. <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh, you don't look a day over 91. Hot damn. 1991. Well, I felt old uh, this weekend because I, uh, I was uh, riding from my cousin's place in Seattle to uh, uh, go downtown because I was going to meet with an old roommate. And I was on downtown bike- Seattle. Downtown Seattle. Oh, uh, just just the other day. And I was on uh, the line bike, the bike share, because oh, I, yeah. I decided not to bring my Brompton because it, I just had a bunch of stuff. My, my nephew's Christmas presents and other stuff. And I was like, when I kind of added it all up with the rain, I was like, ah, I don't think I could have made that work. So I decided to use bike share. So I'm on the E, the e assisted uh, line bike, which oh, yeah. which is, is super dope. Uh, yep. You guys don't have them here in Portland. I've ridden one when they had their pilot here. You had mentioned it, I yeah. think. Yeah. They're pretty rad. The, it, and in Seattle, it's even more so because of the, the hills. My, oh, my, yeah. right. my cousin lives in the Mount Bay acreish area so you know there are some hills of note that i had to do to get there and on, on the e-bike it was great but then i get down to pioneer square and i'm crossing some you know 1847 tracks from the gold rush days and you know i'm like okay go parallel with it i'm no dummy i mean i've i've gone through i've gone over train tracks on bikes in the wet before but you know you go over it and you think your rear tire is off of the track it is not off oh, of the track i'm here always. to tell you uh, i'm here to tell you oh. so i ended up going down with i had this like rollerboard suitcase bungeed to the <gasps> front rack and i go down hard and just oh, twist no. the hell out of my my right ankle oh. so like this is why i did not bike here today <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> uh, advil is my friend i'm glad you're able to make it <laughs> and just to just to just to make this callback that's why i'm old because i, I don't have those rubbery uh, sinewy you don't ankles just bounce anymore. back anymore dude huh? No man, the I don't. Ankle I don't didn't just reassemble itself I for heal, your eyes. I heal like a forty-seven-year-old man. I'm just here to tell you. <laughs> I'm just here to tell you. I was, I was thinking about that very same thing this morning as I was getting out of bed. Like, apropos of nothing, these are just sort of thoughts that go through my head. Is like, you know, I've fallen down a lot in my lifetime, and I've I've been pretty good about bouncing back. Have you ever you broken know? a bone? I have not. Neither no, no, I. And, and this I feel, is, I feel this like is I'm those, borrowed right, at the time. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. This is exactly the line of thought I was thinking. Is like, you know, I've never broken a bone. Oh, man, that time's coming. Oh, it's so happening. I'm, I'm just one fall away on my bike. I've had, not not to get dark, but my great aunt, <laughs> like, before, right, the thing that kind of, why she passed is she broke uh, her hip. You know, one of those oh, yep. awful kind of, one of those, oh, yeah. Man. I'm like, that's so how I'm going out. Uh, I just know it. Because I've been so lucky so far. Have you ever broken a say, bone? They're going to say. I broke my pinky toe. Two months doesn't ago. count. Wow. Yeah. So you're like a late bloomer breaker. I am. That may save you and, from the broken hip. The smallest uh, bone I could think of. Seriously, <laughs> my extremity that almost doesn't even count. Yeah, I would say it doesn't count because um, it was one of those breaks where you're like, pretty freaking sure this is broken, but I'm not going to go to the doctor to have him tape my toe to the other toe. Remember right. how uh, <laughs> when we when we did the poll, like who discovered whose podcast first? Oh I, yeah. I want to know which listener base has more broken bones. Nice. <laughs> That could be a Twitter I'm gonna, poll. I'm going to put money on our show. I think so because mm. I think you're drunker. You're a drunker listener. <laughs> we got a drunker crowd. <laughs> we do. I don't, I don't know. I don't know, Tim. Maybe. Why would you say that? I don't know. I just guessed it. We're and, then, out of and, then Portland. I, and then I thought about that for a second, and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. You know, I get a lot of listeners in Chicago, and they are a bunch mm. of drunkards in that fine city. Oh, Hi, Chicago. Yes. I love you. But, but you know what they don't have in Chicago? Uh, they don't have uh, a, a, a corner. Uh, uh, of division and 12th in the southeast quadrant do they they and do not do you know what it's not called in chicago <sighs> but it is called in portland this is the part that i always get wrong it, it's i've been here 11 times 
I know. That's <laughs> a hard time. Minus the 97 times that you disrespected my wishes and kept me on the uh, the news segment. Um, so it's 105 the carry spot. the one. Yeah, you're on, you're on every show now. I, I'm, yeah. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. I deeply apologize. But the beer mongers oh. is, has provided for us yet the again. The beer mongers on the Southeast Division at 12. That's and we were we kind of sideways or kind of referenced it earlier about something about bananas in our beer. We did. I'm not sure if we were recording at that point. Where we I, did we? Well, we just it. all sniffed Guthrie's can. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> we I'm, didn't. Yeah, okay. I didn't record it's that a part. Thing. I it's want a thing. nobody to take. Uh, j- we sniffed Guthrie's can and like isolate that for anything else. Because I know how Wait, this goes. I'm yeah. going to stop podcast. laughing. What What did you say, Tim? <laughs> <laughs> what you guys can't can't isolate my microphone? Oh, okay. Oh, we That's will too later. Complicated. Yeah. Uh, I am the Sprocket drinking... Podcast, where we sniff Guthrie's can. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, everyone. I'm sorry. I just debase this podcast every time I come here. That's why sorry. we keep having you back. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes. Uh, I am drinking, courtesy of the beer mongers on Southeast Division and 12, Bananas on Fire, a banana foster ale courtesy of Stickman Brewing Company. And the reason why we sniff Guthrie's can. <laughs> just, just keep saying it. It'll stop getting weird eventually, right? No, it will not because it gets funnier every time. It's because this literally smells like bananas to everybody except yes. for me. Guthrie's can does not smell like bananas to me, but does to everyone else. You're so. missing out, Tim. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'll tell you. Yeah, uh, in the theme of bananas, I, f- I felt it would be an appropriate choice. Yeah. Now, uh, Aaron, before you uh, yeah. reveal oh, what sorry. you were, yes. remember uh, many a, a visit ago, I, I suggested that maybe we should do an alternate read of what you're you're drinking. It was a oh, more. Yes. It was more. Yes. Are you are you asking? I can do it. We do the we do the well, alternate. I mean, I'm just saying that. Go I'm ahead, just, please. You're drinking Lionheart. <laughs> Just because, you know, I mean, it's... <laughs> everyone's waiting for that. Yeah, that everyone's harshness ex- ex- the harshness, and I'm like, yeah. well, wait a minute, maybe, maybe, it's, maybe it's Lionheart. Subverting expectations. I, I hear that's like all the rage in filmmaking these Something days. Like yes. Yeah. Oh, and I'm drinking uh, from uh, one of Portland's great brewing uh, companies, the Ex Novo Hollywood Movie Madness Cult Classic Pale Ale. That is a mouthful, but it's a good beer. Mm. So, thank you, beer mongers. Mm-hmm. There's a stick on the ceiling, and there's always a seat for you, and there's sports with sound. <laughs> Sports with Sam. Did the Timbers and lose the uh, MLS Cup? Do you guys know this? Uh, they yeah. did. They did. I'm so sorry. Lost against Atlanta, I believe. Oh, yes. Yeah. The soccer hotbed of Atlanta, Georgia. I know. But apparently, they have a really good team. Apparently. What is? <laughs> uh, what are they? Are they FC Atlanta or some really memorable name like that? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it's like the Atlanta Jerks. Oh wow! We've just the Atlanta. The that there is a listener base for either of our pods in, in Atlanta, Georgia. It is gone. You know that there's yeah, there's some soccer fan. Look, there's this triple Venn diagram of like Sprocket, uh, uh, pedal shift, and and Atlanta FC, whatever. And they're like, screw you guys, oh. click. I, I have heard it said that Atlanta's bike lanes are actually pretty decent to where they exist. Uh, where they for what exist? it's worth. I well, haven't been I mean, to same, same deal. They are where they are. Yeah. They aren't yeah. where they aren't. Yeah. I've never been in Atlanta in a biking context, but um, uh, I was just my cousin in Seattle used to live in Atlanta, and we were just talking about it. I was like, you know, I, I kind of dig Atlanta, except for it's so car centric. Yeah, uh, it, at least in my experience, uh, I, mm-hmm. I'm, I hope to be proven wrong someday. But uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's a very cool city. All right, listeners in Atlanta, write in, prove us wrong. Oh well, no, Although, they no, they turned us off already. Oh shit, because right. we made fun Dang of their garbage it. soccer team. Because they're because they're Atlanta hardcore, just like that. Yeah, and and for that we respect you. We do. We love you, Atlanta. 
Uh, how was your week, Tim? <laughs> uh, let's how see was it. your year? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Your, this is, it's the year-end show, y'all. Um, it kind of is, actually. Well, uh, yeah. after I'm hoping that we get to uh, record the uh, Pedal Shift year-end yes, spectacular uh, without Shifty. I, I'm retiring Shifty this year. Oh, really? Forever. Yeah. Yeah. Shifty. I feel like Shifty was a trilogy, man. Plus, I have <laughs> no idea what I could do next. <laughs> I literally okay. have no idea. Maybe he'll appear in the credits or something. But. Yeah. Uh, what a weird year. I mean, in in, in terms of... We've- I feel like we've been saying that for two years now. Well, yeah. And, 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 you know, there's that. <laughs> but, like, um, just, like, it, for me, you know, I, I looked back because I was, you know, I was trying to get my, my thoughts together for sort of, you know, okay, well, from the pedal ship perspective and, you know, what kind of bike tours I went on. And, and, and I did some really cool stuff, but they were all super weird tours. Something weird happened in every yeah. single one of them. But, uh, yeah, it was really good. This was also the first year that I was sort of um, – I wasn't working for my girlfriend's yoga studio. We sold, uh, she sold the yoga studio the, in uh, 2017. So 2018 was this full year of me being like, you know, solo entrepreneur Tim and all that other kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was just sort of like a weird year that uh, I'm still not sure quite kind of how it all worked <laughs> out, but somehow it did, well, you know? This is the year that I found out um, that you kind of have some charity work that you do. Mm. And apparently and you got like some honors from that. Uh, uh, do we get honors? Did, I, I did don't, we get celebrated or something? I thought you like won some or like was was given some sort of uh, award for uh, most animals saved or something. We probably <laughs> if we did, I made it up. Um, so I am on the board of. But of no, a, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we, we uh, were, it, it it was kind of and, and that this was part of the weird year. So uh, the yoga studio was called Tranquil Space, and uh. here in DC, hopefully you knew about it, and we we sold it to Yoga Works, which is a, a company that came in and said, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna keep keep the the flame alive and blah blah blah." But we had a foundation that was related to the yoga studio, and yet, so we were sort of like, well, what do we want to do with that? And uh, Kimberly, my girlfriend, is really deep into animal welfare and stuff like that. So we have uh, decided as a board, uh, the three of us, uh, to change it to an animal welfare kind of a thing, and we called it the Pigs and Pugs Project, which is, everybody's like, oh, cool, you know? Because I have 73 pugs at home, as everybody pretty much knows if you listen to my podcast because you hear them damn snoring in the background all the time but kimberly's really into pigs yeah. that was nice that was nice timing by the way Guthrie, with that yeah so we, oh i think it was aaron yeah <laughs> oh, oh, no, that's right. wow it's funny my, when my, you're my i'm working on my ventrilo yeah, when, yeah when you're wearing headphones like you know <laughs> sounds come from weird places but. yeah in any event you know so we're uh we've been working with some um uh, like animal sanctuaries that are like rescuing farm pigs and pot belly pigs and stuff like oh, that. Oh, cool! And uh, pug rescues as well. And so, yeah, we've we've had a really fun year with it. We've done a couple of cool events, and you know, we're just sort of looking to do uh, do more in the coming year. But um, it was really cool because it was one thing that we were able to do to parlay the the sale of that studio into at least in part a charitable venture that. You know, we're 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 still kind of trying to figure out because you don't want to replicate what's already being done by good sure. organizations and what can we do to support them and all that other kind of stuff and uh, yeah, so it's really cool and fun and yeah, we we love it. We're having a good time with it. Your awesome. your attitude is pugnacious. Boom, <laughs> boom, easy. But it, it was there. <laughs> that was a level one. That was a level one. Yeah, that was a level one. That was a level one, people. I'll, I'll and it was good. It was good. I, yeah, very good. You get 12 more of those, you move up to level two. 
Is that how it works? Depending know, on how how, uh, would, how the D twenty rolls. Look, if <laughs> anybody listens to my show, they know that I should be the last person to grade comedy. Really. <laughs> Honest to God, I I don't know if I have a whole lot of ground to grade comedy, but it doesn't stop me from grading comedy. Oh yeah, we're, it, I I think that it's funny that the people who think that they're the funniest people in the world are generally not and, <laughs> generally they, the least. And funny. They don't realize it, and, and it's just like oh. No. <laughs> I I will say my favorite scene in Good Morning Vietnam always will be that scene where uh, they fire Robin Williams' character yes. for that day, and uh, what's his name now? Bruno Kirby. Yes, Bruno Kirby takes over. <laughs> <laughs> can, can i just say r.i.p bruno kirby r.i.p robin williams yeah, man yeah mm-hmm. holy that. moly mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh, no, that that that's a that's another 80s but, movie that came about before guthrie did oh yeah 87 i think i mean i was still pretty young when that came out like i didn't get to watch it till much later i'd say it's but, social import is oh most definitely well, it's got yes. it's got two things going for it number one it's it's a good movie about sort of uh the impact of vietnam and culture but also damn that's a good soundtrack yeah, like musically yeah. speaking, that that's a that's a solid, yes. solid yes. soundtrack. It's got a lot of the good Motown stuff. It it, mm. it very solid, very solid. Um, but uh, what I was going to mention was just you know, all respect to Robin Williams in that movie. I mean, he was hilarious, but it takes a certain kind of talent to purposefully not be funny. Oh yeah, like Bruno Kirby, he he's a comedian. He's a funny guy. Yeah, he's hilarious. Great in When Harry Met Sally. Oh yes. Yeah. I, I, I'm just like a Bruno Kirby uh, head here. You know, it's like I got the IMDb like tattooed his, in my his brain. His bit here. part, actually, his bit part in um, oh, what is it? Spinal Tap. And Sp- he plays oh, the yeah. uh, the driver. Deep cut, man. Yeah, this is great. But but yeah, like to be able to be purposefully unfunny. It's still like my favorite scene in that entire. Which is it's a great mm. film. He was like, using so many good. He was using scenes. props and horns and <laughs> yeah. stuff. It was it was perfect. It was really bad. Bad French uh, accents. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> that was amazing. Go 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 uh, go stream uh, a legal copy of uh, Good Morning Vietnam, yes. people. <laughs> Especially if you're you know, you know, like Guthrie's age and maybe didn't what? see it. What's Vietnam? <laughs> what what? Oh, you saw it. Apocalypse no. when? <laughs> Wait, yesterday? Today? No, also a good movie. Uh, it's when you when you said. Um, purposefully not funny i'm not sure why but for some reason i instantly thought of anton sugar and just like the most evil villain character <laughs> that i can think of <laughs> like i went straight there is, is definitely purposefully not funny yep. <laughs> i was like he true. doesn't have to try to be funny at all because he's a s- no country for old men because <laughs> yep. he's incredibly good at being the villain oh speaking of which this week i i took the time to watch uh all of what is it called the the new Coen Brothers film that they put on Netflix, um, the Ballad of of, of uh, something Scruggs. I can't remember his hmm. name. Is now. it Leon Scruggs? Uh, maybe. I don't know why it, it should be it's Leon. A, it's but a bunch of like I didn't realize it. I thought it was going to be like one long movie, and when I first like pulled it up, it was like two and a half hours. I don't have time for that. Hmm. Um, but it's it's a bunch of like little vignettes. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'll try not to spoil it too much, but I was very surprised by the direction in which it went. Uh, were and they Tom Waits plays a plays Ooh. a main character in that too. Interesting. Gosh. Uh were they at all linked together in a clever way? No. They were all separate. They were not. They were all like their own little episode. Interesting. Hmm. Unless there's something I'm missing. I think at this point <laughs> I, I kind of trust Cohen Brothers. Like it doesn't matter what they do, I'm probably going to like it. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. They, it's they, real they good. They have a lot of uh 
they don't have very many misses in their repertoire. What's what's your uh, what's your your ride or die Coen Brothers movie? Ooh. Probably No Country. No Country. Really? Yeah. And I know there's the Fargo ones, fans huh? out there. Yeah. Like I've seen most of their collective work. For me, that just really drove home the concept of pure evil. In, yeah. Uh, in that's, a very like lasting way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't watch that movie without getting shivers. <laughs> yeah. And that being said, I, I like a lot of their other work too. But for me, um, and it, it might even have to do with the age and timing of it. But I watched that, at, you know, at a very impressionable period of my upbringing. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's a lot, it's a lot scarier when you're like. 15 or 16 and you're like oh god there's people like that in the world <laughs> oh oh it's a film okay <laughs> <laughs> just a film no it's it's a good movie or that is to say it's my favorite uh coen brothers yeah i so kind of tangentially related to the coen brothers i almost like the fargo series better than fargo the movie <laughs> the uh second season was one of the more perfect seasons oh of my gosh ever. yes and the third season was although i loved um Oh, I can't remember the actress's name. Her performance was amazing in the third season. Oh, the even though, sheriff? No, she was one of the. Uh, gosh, she was in. Uh, she's been in a bunch of movies that I really liked, and I can picture her. She was in Scott uh, uh, Scott Pilgrim Saves the World, and oh, uh, you know, was she the, the? She was kind of the main primary, second, yeah, like main secondary character. The main secondary the character. <laughs> yes, yes. What the heck is her name? I really liked her performance. She yes. was great. And uh, I apologize for not remembering your name, actress of professional <clears throat> magnitude. That I will probably I remember her. by the end of this episode. I can see her face. Yeah. Okay. But she was great. But I, I the second, it, it was, it's so funny because it's, uh, sort of like i just had this conversation with somebody about the wire you know it's sort of like mm. you know it's like the fifth season of the wire for a lot of people is sort of like kind of disappointing but it's only because it came after the second third and fourth <laughs> seasons of the wire which are the most they, perfect seasons yeah. of t- mm. television ever created <clears throat> by some magnitude <laughs> and yeah and so it's the same thing with 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 that series it's sort of like the third season was probably you know one of the great seasons of television that year yeah it just happened to come after you know arguably a top 20 best season ever in the season two of 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 it so, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah no but it, the tv i agree the tv series is great i really we're sort of in a, in a how they go, uh, dare i say it a golden age <laughs> golden television age. yeah it's a second golden age uh yeah where there's a lot of good writing i think a lot of that is due to the fact that um there's just so much more available and because of that the people with the chops i i hope this is this is correct this is my theory anyways the people with the chops like sort of have to up their game sure because there's always going to be somebody who's throwing money at, at crap because they know it'll sell well you know he yeah i agree I, I also think that the um notion that you have to do 22 episodes of a network show it, it's gone now it's oh, like yeah, we can do yeah. eight or ten and that's cool. And we'll be all and, right. Oh, with by that, the way, yeah. we can take a year and a half off, like Game of Thrones, <laughs> you yeah. know, or or, or, yeah. or some of the some of the other great shows that are out there, and just be like, oh no, no we're going to get this right, and you know, we're going to split the season up into. Eight, you're going to get eight more episodes. They're just going to happen to be two hours a piece, and yeah, there's a. And a we zombie, might take a break in the middle. There's yeah. a zombie ice dragon. Sorry, spoilers. <laughs> well, and you, you are all straight effed. That's all I have to say. <laughs> 
Somebody, somebody, I, I, there was a, a guy I follow on Twitter. He does like political mapping of North Carolina. I know I follow weird people, but um, that's, he, a, it, that's a hot. Uh, I know topic it's a hot topic. Right yeah, to be fair. Hashtag NC9. You know? <laughs> did, did I send a link about that earlier this week to my sister in North Carolina? Yes, yes, I did. you did. Uh, but <laughs> he was like, just finished watching season seven of Game of Thrones. My goodness, they're in a pickle. And I, and I responded. I said, uh, Harry Potter was in a pickle. <laughs> These folks are facing zombie ice dragons and are straight effed with with an ice. Dragon cherry on top, or yeah, something like yeah. that. <laughs> he gave that a like, so I think I think I succeeded. Right on, yeah. Um, I would have to say either the Hudsucker Proxy or Barton Fink might be my Coen Brothers like film of choice. Like, kind of the the desert island situation. I have to pick only one Coen Brothers film to bring with me yeah. on the desert island. It would be a toss up between either of those, and mostly because John Turturro in Barton Fink. I think is one of the more underrated performances. That's a good one. Um, <laughs> and and also uh, <clears throat> John Goodman's character in Barton Fink was really good too. And the Hudsucker proxy is just one of those that like kind of sneaks up on you. Hudsucker is super underrated. Yeah, I bet you that's yeah. not on a lot of people's top five. No, but, no. but then they think about it and they're like, oh no no no, make it number five. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. you watch it, you watch it like in the present day now, and you're like, oh shit, this is still relevant. Huh. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna uh, have to rewatch that one. You, oh, it's you, a good one. yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Lebows- is Lebowski a Coen Brothers movie? It is. Yeah, it, it, it is Lebowski. It's, it's Lebowski. <laughs> I mean, come on. See, it's it's hard to pick a Coen Brothers film. <laughs> to me, to me, it's Lebowski, and then probably Fargo too for me. Lebowski is probably the one I've watched the most. Hmm. It's just it's, it's just so good. Yes, it's yeah, just it is. so good. I mean, I I want to have a white Russian right now just it's, because of it, you know. And I never drink white Russian. It's the Blitzkrieg Bop of the Coen Brothers films. Ooh, that's, it's it's the one that like everybody knows, and and and, and that's not to say like it's bad. It's it's good, and every it's like the standard yeah. by which that by which they're all measured. In What's a way. the one with uh, the kind of bluegrassy man of constant? Oh, brother, sorrow. where art thou? Bro- yep. Oh, brother, where art thou? I think is my third. I yeah. really dug that movie. The soundtrack yeah. is my favorite. The soundtrack's too. amazing. Oh, yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's funny because I would never say I'm like a Coen Brothers fan, but then when I go down the list of movies, I'm like, yeah. oh, I guess oh, I, I am. I just don't realize <laughs> it. Yeah, it's isn't like somebody asked me who's my favorite director. I'm like, oh, David freaking Fincher because yeah. you know Zodiac, and that's like you know end of end of, end of yeah. story yeah. right there. Mm. I mean, but and then you can go down the list. It's just like you know visual movie after visual movie, and these are all like big Hollywood movies, which I don't normally like, but because Fincher is just such a visual freaking oh, yes. filmmaking mm. genius, it's just like oh yeah, it's cool, you know. Mm-hmm. Then you pair him with Aaron Sorkin, who's my favorite screenwriter, and yeah. you got the, the the social network, and it's just like oh, this is kind of a perfect film, isn't it? Now, and Wait, then, that was a Fincher movie. That was a Fincher. Oh, movie, I'm gonna sir. have to watch it. Oh yeah, yeah I yeah, wrote yeah. it off because I was like, eh, it's a, I'm not into social media anyways. We're, we're gonna get a uh, social network too, which is gonna be. If, what? If, well, I am predicting oh. that based on recent fallout with Facebook this month, oh. uh, well, well, there's probably plenty of fodder for a yeah, social network, yeah. too. Um, Aaron, and if Sorkin was on board, I would watch that. Aaron Sorkin has been uh, part of the two biggest jealousy moments of my life, and mm. one of them just happened this past weekend. So oh, jealous, really? jealousy moment number one, Aaron Sorkin famously went to Syracuse University, which, as you can see with my yeah. hat, and everybody famously knows because everything is orange in my life, I went to Syracuse. <laughs> so I just thought you really liked him. My, well, I do. <laughs> I do like that, too. But my cousin went to Syracuse and graduated from Syracuse. Of course I go to her graduation. Who does she have as her commencement seat? <laughs> no. Aaron freaking Sorkin. No way. Who gets up there? 
there, and if you follow Syracuse Sports at all, hashtag Sportsball, everyone, um, we famously are in a death death league struggle with Georgetown for basketball. It's our like, mm. biggest thing, and he makes a Georgetown joke in the middle of the oh, thing. Nice. You know, it's like you know, he just makes a Georgetown sucks joke, and the oh. whole place goes nuts. <laughs> so that's number know one. Your audience. That's number one. It's like the fact that I didn't have Aaron Sorkin at my uh, at my uh, commencement was one thing. Now, last when weekend, he went to do the speech. Yeah. Did they like film him? Did he start the speech like at the back of the auditorium <laughs> he did a and they like walk and talk? Yeah, yeah, they like filled him. No, filmed he, him, he wore the same the silly ass day. hat, purple hat that <laughs> I wore. <Yeah. laughs> it's it's on YouTube. I really recommend people check that out. Uh, Google Aaron Sorkin Syracuse <laughs> University commencement. It's it's really good. Uh, and I was you know up in the dome someplace watching that last weekend. Another Aaron Sorkin moment from my girlfriend. She's like, oh yeah, she she and her her our friends from Montreal. She met with her and. Um, uh, was like, oh, oh, we want to go see a show. So that she's just like Googling around. It's like, oh, oh, there's this, there's a play version of uh, uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just sort of like, oh, yeah, that's a great book. I didn't realize what was going on. Then oh, really? I later realized that it's freaking Aaron Sorkin's yep. version of it. She oh. got tickets to one of the preview episodes. Oh, like, it's already open. What? And then all of a sudden, all these podcasts come out with like I- interviews with Jeff Daniels was playing Atticus and then uh-huh. Sorkin himself. And I'm just like, God damn. I can't remember if so it was. I'm the one who likes Aaron Sorkin here, people. <laughs> you're like, Come on. you're like my um, like northeastern um, grandmother felt when she moved to Eastern Oregon and liked the Patriots way before they started winning the Super Bowl. Oh. Like the amount she hated on the people in our town. She was like, they're they're they never liked the Patriots until they won. I've been I've been holding down this camp for 15 years. <laughs> She's going off. Trust me, as a Buffalo Bills, did fan. you like Sorkin before it was cool, Tim? Um. I, I was into Sorkin uh, a few good men time, which you know, frankly, you know, because he he wrote that that was a play first. Yeah. But um, when I saw the film, I was like, I like this dialogue, and then mm. I was then there was this television program. It's like, oh, by the the creator of A Few Good Men. I'm like, oh, I'm going to give this a shot. Turns out that was The West Wing, and oh, uh, I yes. understand that that's a popular television program. <laughs> <laughs> Do tell. That's another one that like you could rewatch today uh people and, do there's a whole yeah. podcast they, the, one of the the former no, actors really? on the show, oh yeah it's mm-hmm. called the west wing weekly literally every week they do uh, they, they do the next episode they've been doing it all oh in a gosh. row <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty crazy and and what was great was um as the that podcast got more and more popular they got all of the cast members all of them Whoa, came back wow. and then sorkin came back and did a bunch of them and, and one of the more bittersweet ones was when it was his final because he, he stopped after the oh, fourth right. season yeah and, uh, uh, you know, just to kind of it was just really interesting to see the, the sausage making, as it were, of, of <laughs> making that show, but also to kind of like look back on it and then view it through the prism of the politics of today and all yeah. that other kind of stuff. Right. It's a really interesting show. I, do, I have to confess, I don't li- listen to it uh, as religiously as I used to, but um, it, it was quite good. It was quite good. It's, it's worth a listen, especially if you were ever into the show, because mm-hmm. you learn a lot about the the, the real backstory of some of the episodes hmm. um, because some of the people who are on them, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, I remember that day of filming, yada, yada, yada. So, ah. yeah. Nice. Again, I killed a podcast. <laughs> no, it's no. good. I was appreciating the silence. Yeah. I've been trying to, I've been trying to enjoy it more. <laughs> I, I kind of am, am trying, well, I guess in the same way of like trying to appreciate the silence, but also, not trying to force the moment yeah is a, is a thing that i'm i'm trying to do these days i'm not very good at it but one thing i've found in editing the last i don't know 
six or eight episodes. It's like, uh, you know, there could have been a time where if I just didn't say anything, something else could have come along (laughs) to like build on whatever was being said. It's it's a tricky thing. I mean, you guys do interviews pretty much every week. Yeah. And it's, it's a real art to, to letting the moment just lay because often people will continue and expand and I'm terrible at that because I'm one of those people that's like, oh my God, there's silence. I have to fill it. <laughs> fill it. But that, quick. that's where we well, come yeah. in and we're like, yeah. we're just going to sit here and Let's let, hang let for them a crack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Reveal yourself. It happened a, a few times with um, last week's guest, Naomi, where like, mm-hmm. I missed fast. I could have jumped right on to the next thing mm-hmm. and instead like waited and, and then, you know, she expounded on, on an mm-hmm. idea. And people communicate Anyways. so differently. Um, and that's something that as somebody who likes to fill even the most momentary lack of, <laughs> uh, of dead air, you know, you, you, you can have a chance of missing out on that. Right. And it's, it also gets into all the the issues of um, uh, especially men I- I interrupting women. It's, it's, it's a gender thing in our society and it's some, something like that. And when you hear it back, you know, it's like, ah, I'm, a, I'm starting to become more aware of the things yeah. that I could do yep. a better job mm-hmm. on. Yeah. It's, in, it's really interesting. Um, yeah. Yes. Um, so going back to your weird year, though. Oh, yeah. So how else, how else was this year kind of weird for you? I think because it was so un, unplanned in so many ways. Because, you know, when you are building, you know, a client base and, you know, you're, you're, you're not, you don't have a boss any, except for yourself mm-hmm. and all of that other kind of thing, it's sort of like, Oh, that well, that's sort of weird. And I didn't have an, a, a studio to go to every day. I didn't have I didn't have the same structural components. It's like, oh, I don't have to pay the sales taxes at the uh, end of every month. You know, like, uh, really weird, like micro stuff like that. Um, it just created this strange amount of space. And it, it, but yet, it, and, and every time I would like sort of freak out and be like, I have no structure, and I'm not making this amount of money per month. You know, it's coming in right. waves instead of as a constant. You mm. know, and you know. You, it was just like one of those things. It was like, okay, it's cool, you know. And, and you're everything is working out so far. It's going well. It's just different, and yeah. So I guess I, I would say it was more of a year of transition than anything else mm. to kind of like find that new comfort level and that balance and everything like that. And but it was great because I think I was able to do touring in a different way. Um, which was great for the show because, you know, I was able to do a tour that was earlier than normal. I went to Washington State in, in March because, yeah, lots of people right. bike in, in the Olympic Peninsula in March. And what was I? <laughs> <laughs> well, because, you know, it was like we had such a crazy cold winter, like uh-huh. really seriously cold, like, you know, single digits. And like it was just crazy cold. Going so back I, to Atlanta, like even they had snow. Even they yeah. had snow. Well, and, you know, so I'm sitting there going, oh, wow, look, you know, uh, the Olympic Peninsula is going to be in the 50s as a high 51. Or 52 right? right that means it's mostly in the mid 40s as i as i later learned <laughs> but you know it's like it's like oh i'm gonna go do something like that you know i i had a little bit more freedom to be able to kind of say okay i'm gonna do stuff like that and um you know and also to be able to do things like the candy trail which is something i never did or had never done before but to also pair that with a train little train travel as right. well so mm. like i was able to do funkier different things and i i really appreciated to have that kind of flexibility you know and uh that that was that was kind of cool do you feel like you had a different set of uh glasses on so to speak like did you view experiences that had previously been similar in different ways in in the context of touring or sort of getting ready to think about getting out on the road 
from the touring perspective, I feel like it was just sort of, you know, standing on the shoulders of the previous years. It, okay. it just, I, I didn't feel like that I had that much of a different perspective. But like from a life perspective, you know, I remembered back when I was living here in Portland and would be between jobs, you know, and that's kind of how it felt. It was like, oh, wait, I'm not employed anymore. Hmm. And when I was here, I was very much like kind of freelancer type. And that terrified me. So like I, I was having a lot of like late 90s flashbacks to mm-hmm. when i was living here going mm-hmm. where is the next oh yeah you know, where's yeah. the money gonna am come? i gonna eat <laughs> yeah yeah and it was really funny because i had yeah. a few, i had a few times where it was just like i needed to be talked down off the ledge a little bit you know <laughs> figuratively people um you know so that it, it was that was the more interesting but bike touring was actually the grounding thing for me mm-hmm. and so that was that was a really helpful thing so it would be like oh okay i'm going to washington in march i'm going to do the katie trail in may and mm-hmm. you know all the other things that i did and um yeah it's it's really interesting how it's like find a hobby people that's all i'm saying <laughs> find a hobby. collect some stamps collect collect your stamps your your, your, your smurf stickers your uh, <laughs> smurf stickers your die cast dungeons and dragons uh paintables do they still do that i actually i just got in got back into doing that <laughs> i'm there's yeah, I, I've painted a couple minis in my in my time. I had a bad and... attitude towards Gary Gygax <laughs> for a bunch of years. Yeah, because because I'm not going to say Dungeons. I'm going to say Dungeons and Dragons was not a helpful thing for my social uh, uh, upward it's... mobility when I was uh, when I was in the the junior high. <laughs> but like, it's, I think it's not in general. I don't think. I think as an adult, you're fine with it. But yeah. Like you know, when you're when you're in like you know middle school and you're making a, true story, you're making a you're making a mirror in shop class that says I heart A D and D. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have I not told this story on this? No. Okay. Please tell me you still have that <laughs> okay. mirror. Okay. So seventh Are grade. Are you like learning acid etching or something? Uh, or? Uh, a sandblasting. Right? Oh, okay. So we're sand you know, and you get to do whatever you want. And I, because <laughs> talk about being super cool, I decided I wanted to make a mirror that could go in my locker that said I heart A D and D. What is A D and D, you ask? Well, my uh, the, the the cool kid in the class, Lance, I can't remember his last name. Uh, true, Lance. true story. His what name was Lance. What a piece of shit. Oh, La- oh Lance? I think, no, was, no, wait. I can't remember because there were two Lances in our class. We'll, uh, we'll just go with Lance. <laughs> and he comes up to me. And, you, you know, and, uh, in, lot, retrospect, in, in retrospect, I saw this film later in later years, and I know the kid was making fun of me. But, hmm. like, you know, at the time, I was taking this super serious. Oh. And I was like, uh, oh, Brock, we got a knock on Brock the door. Dennis. A secret oh, guest. We got a guest. I feel like we're on, like, a, one of those holiday sh- Dean Martin holiday shows. And <laughs> it's just right. like, well, who's that at the door? Oh, it's Brock Dittus. <laughs> it's Brock Dittus. Come it's to Brock sing a song. Dittus. Hey, hey. I was just about There's to tell one of the more voice. embarrassing stories of my childhood. Oh, please I can't continue. wait to hear it. Yeah. Uh, so to catch you up, uh, I'm in shop class, and uh, I'm a bit of a nerd. I'm making a, a mirror, sandblasting a mirror that says, I heart AD&D. AD&D. Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, as ah, I yes. told Lance. So Lance comes up to me. He's like, he's kind of half laughing. I don't recognize him in the moment. He's like, what's AD&D mean? And I'm like, well, Lance. <laughs> it Let means me Advanced me. Dungeons and Dragons. And he would keep coming back because like, he would keep having other people come uh, behind him. Oh. He'd be like... <laughs> forgetting what, what oh, is AD&D? oh that's so sad now i'm like lance for the last time it means advanced dungeons and dragons and i'm just like serious as a heart attack in the yeah, whole thing yeah. anyways so uh i i punished the uh, memory of e gary gygax because i realized in later years <laughs> lance was not forgetting lance was just coming back yes. you know what i mean so yeah and then i told i've told that story through the years to people and um uh, 
uh, a friend gave me a <laughs> gave me a T-shirt that said "I Heart AD and D." So it's come full circle. For yeah. years, I've had a bad attitude towards the fantasy genre, and then my buddy, uh, the the uh, musical genius and composer of uh, the Pedal Shift Project theme song, uh, 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 Jason Kent was like hey when i was up in montreal he's like uh hey i got a season one of uh uh, uh game of thrones you want to watch it i'm like no <laughs> don't do the fantasy genre <laughs> and he's like Come on, i can't watch it with jen let's just let's just watch it a he didn't say that but he's canadian and i wanted to say that <laughs> ad let's have let's have N-D. some let's have some putin eh <laughs> so uh <laughs> fictional people fictional i'm just it, it, it it's just sweetening the story so anyways we watch it and i'm like oh no i can't be i can't be a hater anymore because i'm actually enjoying this a little too much so anyways Pour one out for E. Gary Gygax, I guess, ruiner eh. of my childhood. I mean, I'm sure he was the way, a jerk anyway. I should, I should mention everybody who's listening going, who the hell is, is he? Gary? He is the inventor of Dungeons & Dragons mm-hmm. and also, apparently, advanced Dungeons & Dragons. And if know. Lance, if you're listening, I forgive you. <laughs> it, do, it does sound like if there were fault to lie, Lance might be a bit more responsible in that regard. Wouldn't it be yeah, amazing yeah. if Lance were listening? <laughs> do, you ever, like, do you ever look up Lance? He's like, I'm a he's, super huge fan of the Sprocket podcast. We all, I, oh, we all have that Tim Mooney guy. Tim Mooney guy. He's, he's on all the time. He's, he seems familiar to me. <laughs> and then you tell this way. story and he's well, like, oh my gosh. Or he's thinking, I need to do step four again. Yeah. He, oh, yeah. He's going to make amends. <laughs> Be like, I'm sorry I made fun of your sandblasted AD&D mirror. <laughs> but, but of course, being a Lance, he would think back and go, yeah. Nah. nah. <laughs> a Lance. As the, like, I, I, that's the category that guys are just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever, Lance. Yeah. Brock Dittis, how is your, your young your young youngin doing? My youngin, he's doing well. That yeah. is awesome. Cyrus Maximus is uh he's huge. He's like huge. three or four times as big as he was when he was born. So <laughs> that's, that's huge. Good. Yeah. That, that that is that is normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's just uh, you know, I guess he's got all the baby fat, so that means that if we starve, he won't. Oh, good. So we have a contingency plan. <laughs> this feels, I, I have to so go if back. the big one hits, he'll be okay. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I'll make go, it. I have to go back to the original uh, thought, the thought bubble that was in my head. This this does feel like an old-timey Christmas special where, like, you know, surprise guest comes walking in the middle oh, yeah. of it. It's, it, it's amazing. Shit, I, I should have arranged some. Hold yeah, on. Let me yeah. make some. And everyone's <laughs> drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's Dean Martin. <laughs> and we, were, we, we were just talking about Dean. Yeah, earlier. we did. We did make a Dean Martin reference. Yeah, it's the holiday spectacular 2018 Rocket Podcast starring Dean Martin. Hey, and Brock Dittis. I was just looking at uh, this this can in front of me here. It says severe tire damage, which Uh-oh. sounds dangerous. That's true. We've danger, already, danger. Brock, Brock, we'd, we've already done the spot. It's cool. We don't yeah? have to thank them anymore. <laughs> because it looks like the sort of thing you would get from the beer mongers at Southeast Division in 12. Dude, we're, we, we, we're can do the, you, we can do the spot again. It's, it's, it's cool. cool. Thank you, beer mongers. Have you heard about what they're doing on Christmas Eve? Uh, you mean Christmas Eve Eve? Yeah. Wait. Uh, no, the actual Christmas Eve. Like the oh, day before yeah. Christmas? No, they're doing... They're cleaning they're doing up after a, their Christmas Eve Eve party. Yes. And, and bottle pours. Oh. Wait, what? There's, they're doing bottle pours. Like they're going to crack open a bottle and... Like, a couple of them. Yeah. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Like I think they've got some special bottles they've been saving up mm-hmm. for this occasion. Yes, yeah, yes. Uh, there's for there's those who are naughty like or nice. Better. Yeah, this Ooh. feels like uh, another Aaron Sorkin thing for me, where like I'm missing out on something. <laughs> so I, uh, I, I think they you'll did have to inv- listen back to the earlier part of the show where they I, did invite Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, to, like come by, and, and it's going to be poured by Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> there so there that's go. what it's going to be. <laughs> Tim misses out up. again. Well, he sings Broadway tunes too. <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I'm going to do a reading of the uh, next season of the uh, West Wing, which will be exclusive and never shared again. So, yeah. <laughs> that, that's what would happen. Super exclusive. Tune in next year at the Sprocket Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, New Year's Eve at the Beer Mongers. Yeah. Or, Christmas or New Year's Eve. Eve. What was or it? Christmas what? Eve. Christmas Eve. They're doing bottle pours, huh? They're doing bottle pours, yeah, for sure. At some point in late December, just go to the beer mongers. Something is going to happen. Well, and they're open 365 days a year, which means there's a Bob Cratchit somewhere. Yes. Turning a church key (laughs) and opening a bottle for somebody. I think that might be Sean. I think that might be the guy. I don't know if he's... That's a good question. I've never been there on Christmas. Hmm. I've always been out of oh, town. Oh, who's, who's opening the... Who is I think it be? is Sean. Yeah. Yeah, I was chatting with him when we picked up beer this week. Okay. It sounded to be the case. There we go. I'm, I'm ready to be wrong, but what, it sounded like that was the plan. I was a having, guy. I was having a chat with my girlfriend. Our, our tradition is to do the uh, Christmas story, Christmas day thing where we go to a movie and go to Chinese food. And go get Chinese food, and it used to be like that it, it was, has to be Chinese food? It has to be Chinese oh, food. Oh, that's so great. Yeah, and, and, and it used to be that it was like pretty quiet. And now it's like it's like crowded everywhere. I'm like, really? Go home, people. <laughs> this is our thing. It's supposed to be quiet. I know. That's the whole point. The only restaurant open at the end of Christmas story was the Chinese restaurant. Hello, people. Come on. Right, right. I got the idea because I had a, a Jewish friends in law school who were yeah. like, yeah, this is what we do. I, what we do on Christmas Day. I was like, that sounds freaking awesome. So yeah, and that became a tradition for Kimberly and I in later years. And now it's super crowded, and I'm just like. <laughs> Somehow the secret got out. I'm very disappointed. <laughs> the secret got out because it's really fun to do. Yes, it's great. It's a, it's a fun way, especially if you you know you've got a unique family situation like she and I have, where it's like you know childless by choice, and we just have a lot of dogs, and you know we just lock them up in a room and go. Right, right. Am I right? Because you can do that. You it's, can't do that with Cyrus. You cannot. Well, you could, <laughs> but you'd get in trouble. You <laughs> wouldn't get to keep you, him as, no, as yes. the official <laughs> legal advisor of these Rocket Podcasts. Uh, I'm here to tell you, true, that is frowned upon by the state of Oregon. So mm-hmm. speaking of dark jokes. There was a, a CPS joke at Curious Comedy. And it, was, it was wonderfully morose. This is All a right. callback, uh, Brock. So, uh, yeah, okay. we're yeah. talking about our week. Uh, callback. Yes. Is that, that, was that, no, we were making no. child protective services jokes I wasn't for like laugh, yeah. hours. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. In fact, we were like, we should probably knock that off when Brock shows up. Yeah. 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 Well, it's true. I mean, Dark comedy, they call it dark for a reason, right? That is true. <laughs> but, that yeah. is true. Anyways, the, uh, I'm sure there was an end to what you were saying. <laughs> no, that, that <laughs> we, we trampled all over it like, oh, a, I, like I, a bunch of elephants. There, there was the, the associated sigh of the audience, but I found the joke particularly poignant for the scene, so I'd say it worked. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> yeah, they wiped it. Yeah, they wiped it. <laughs> There's something to be said um, for, I guess, for going outside when you have a kid, because I can see how you would just get stuck indoors forevermore oh yeah and uh he's not old enough to support the helmet on his head so you know like we talked about before legally he can't go out in the bike trailer yet but um we do have we've got a car seat but it doesn't have to be a car seat it can also snap into the stroller base and we've pushed him all over town and oh I've, cool. I've seen you around town i think i've seen you yeah. actually i've said hi to you once i've seen that's you three right. times yeah yeah and I, <laughs> I felt bad the last time i saw you in public i didn't realize it was you until we were like gone you oh. were with people and i was with yeah, well, my family. It's, so, it's one of those things. Yeah, you know? I was like, oh, that's Guthrie. It's, it's a small city, but also yeah. like, yeah. Well, it's the funny okay. thing, I bet you were wearing a hat, and I'm not used to seeing you in a hat. Totally, it's um, one of those like I almost just like didn't say anything, and I was yeah. like, no, nah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> bye. And I think I recognized Jane first because she mm-hmm. was with you and and whoever you were with, and uh, I was like, wait, who? Do, I, I know that person. Well, who is that person? By the time you had all passed, I was like, oh shit. Guthrie, hey! <laughs> it's like those. It's like those find the patterns. Like you just don't see it until right. unless I'm on a bike. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, once I buy a Prius, I'll see them everywhere. Sounds good. <laughs> Rue the day. Yeah, rue okay, the yeah. day. Have you gotten out 
on any would, would you say you have a collection of favorite walks thus far based on experience or? um i would say away from the bathroom is my favorite walk right now <laughs> <laughs> but no just getting outside and, and being somewhere when it's not raining and uh, and being like even like in nature somewhere a, a park and strolling through and having him strapped to my chest he uh he's not really looking around yet um but uh but i am so it's nice I did get out on a bike ride. Adele and I have, have decided that we need to shift our schedules so that she can get out and do what she wants to do, mm-hmm. stay active, stay happy. And she said to me the other day, like, hey, you should go on a bike ride too. And I was just like, what? I can still do that? Because <laughs> it had been months, I think, since I'd gone for a fun ride with uh, uh-huh. you know changing career, changing schedule. And um, I haven't been riding my bike, and I'm more black. It's been locked up in the shed ever since uh, ever since its skewer was stolen. Uh, oh, right. oh yeah i was locking it up outside and of course guthrie i think you said bad idea and you were right oh i don't think i said bad. <laughs> i probably just hedged and was like yeah. <laughs> but you, you were thinking you could idea. lock up downtown with a quick release <laughs> yeah. but yeah i was locked, <laughs> locked outside downtown at the train station for 10 hours a day something's going to happen eventually so oh, yeah. you stole my rear skewer yep and you I was able, and lucky. just the rear skewer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, your rear wheel was locked to the frame, yeah. right? I still uh, roll, yeah. even though I yeah. don't park it down there anymore. I still roll with two U locks because I set yeah. it up that way. Very so smart. My my guess has always been like the skewer was is sort of an anomaly. No one came to your bike to steal Looking the skewer. It. Yeah. Although it was a Bob trailer skewer with like the Bob nuts on it, oh. which you know that if somebody yeah. knows what that is, but yeah. jokes on them. Because when I got the new bike and I transferred parts that I could, um, the the skewer that I had was slightly bent or whatever, uh-huh. and I wasn't sure how much longer it would last. Mm. So I had already ordered a new uh, one, and I had planned so, to swap it out. So they're already you, on you borrowed stole, time anyway. You stole a bent skewer, huh? They got a bad skewer. Uh, <laughs> how is the uh, Bikey Town uh, uh, membership going for you? Uh, those things are heavy, man. Yep. Oh, yeah. They weigh like like 50 pounds or something. Yeah, that's and, the uh, uh, bike share here in Portland. And I said Bikey Town because it's funny because it's Nike. Nike, Nike is the, yeah. yeah. Nike Town, Bikey Town. I'm so hysterical. <laughs> you are. I'm, I'm like at least <laughs> level two. I'm into it. Again, another callback that you don't understand, Brock, because you came in here late. It's all It's all good. <laughs> yes, uh, it is. This show but, took a turn. That's all I know. But let me tell you what happens. Like, I went out for this ride the other day. It was the first ride I'd had in a long time, just riding around town. Um, and I bike up to the top of Mount Tabor because it's a beautiful place to be. Um, and I'm not saying that I picked up an adult beverage oh, yes. and enjoyed it at the top of Tabor. That would be Tabor wrong. is a public park, and you can't oh, do right. that here. But you can imagine what it would be like. So I'm riding there, and getting to the top of Tabor, I think I was less winded than I am on my daily commute using the bike town bikes mm. to get uh, up Williams Avenue, which is maybe like the the, the shallowest climb in yeah, Portland at yeah. all. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you, do you feel like you're playing medicine ball? I do. <laughs> Just throwing it back and forth from one arm to the other. Yeah. It's, yeah. At some point, maybe they'll add the ESS bikes, and then it'll just be like... You'll you'll fly and it'll be amazing. And it'd be like we had the scooters back. I know, yeah. I know. I, I was so disappointed when I heard they took them away at Thanksgiving. Uh, Portland has okay, been de so, scootered. Yeah, but I still see a few around. Right? What the hell? They're yeah. supposed to be gone by now. Right? But there's right. A, like somebody they're, they're made a website gone, but... that's the official countdown to the actual last scooter because <laughs> okay. there, there are those which aren't here, and then there's those which we all know are still here. Right? <laughs> okay. So if you open the app, do you see them? No, uh, no, they don't I, exist. I, not on the app, at least. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I looked. So how me. are people riding these around? They're not. They're bricked because they won't let you like log in. I I after really the, after because after the deadline like a week after I saw one and I I still had a like two dollar credit or something like that and I was like oh but yeah I, I swear I'm seeing people riding scooters like those scooters. oh those scooters bird in in specific mm. so because like, they have a very like 
they probably broke unique the, design. They probably I, broke the. Actually, I, I possibly know, it, it might be. I know a couple of folks who bought their own because okay. they, oh, they for did really? a share. Yeah, they they, oh. they break often, but they run about five hundred, and so <laughs> the the. Yeah, some people liked them so much they're like, "Well, it's five hundred bucks," and they just went out and got a scooter. So it's not like they chip oh, swapped okay. it or something. I don't think so. Okay, <laughs> not not. I mean, not unless I'm off. But yeah, I, I, I know bros. two folks who actually they, were like, "Yeah, this is cool." And then, they hot wired like, a bird they, scooter. <laughs> they would probably do that if they could because <laughs> that would be a lot cheaper. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I watched a enterprising a uh, couple of gentlemen uh, hot wire a Vespa in uh, Dupont Circle, DC, the other day uh, a couple months ago. I was like, "Oh wow, that's." That was way too easy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the sad thing is, is that I see this this woman running with her helmet after oh. that. And I was like, oh, I should have stopped them. <laughs> I, felt really, I felt really badly. Cause you're, but they're like oh, kind of walking along. They're going. At, that's, at, that's, like a, that's like a superhero origin story it right is, there. And it's one like, of those things that I sat there and I watched it. And I'm like, you know. This is uh, y- y- your brain just doesn't process this stuff. It all happens within about sure, like fifteen yeah. seconds, and then by the time your brain goes, "Oh yeah, they were totally stealing that dude," mm. and and you know you see the person, you're like, "I could have stopped it, and I didn't." I'm 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 gonna be like, <laughs> if I get bitten by a radioactive spider, I'm only myself to blame. Yeah, you know? <laughs> Tim, d- remind me when you moved away. Remind uh, me when you got bit by a radioactive spider. Uh let's see. I got my my spidey sense in. Um, I moved away uh, when I was driving across country uh, to move to D.C. The uh, first inauguration of George W. Bush was happening. So that would have been 2001, January of 2001. So So I think it was maybe seven years later, there was an article by Willamette Week about bike theft. And it was about what people do when they see someone stealing a bike. And the answer is jack shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And that's a very common thing. There's there's an even more broad, uh, you know, the very famous New York City where a woman was being assaulted in the courtyard. Ah, and everybody, oh, right. There's everybody a very famous. knew about it. More yeah. serious. Yeah. 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 And then there's revisionist stuff on all of that, too, because what we thought happened didn't really happen. But anyways, point okay. being is that's a super common kind of uh, thing because our brains just sort of we, we, we don't process um, intervention in the same way, you know, like if, if we were given that as a fact, uh, a fact sheet in front of us, we would have been like, "Well, absolutely, I would step in and say, you sirs who are doing something strange with that Vespa, I, I, I would ask you to prove me with identification." You yeah. know. Meanwhile, I'm just like, "Oh wow, that's really weird," and they're gone, and then mm. I'm like, "Oh, oh, oh." There, yeah. And it's the difference between, like, w- would you take a bullet for someone you love and, like, would you get punched in the face? Because taking a bullet has more dire consequences, but getting punched in the face might be less fun. You might be less willing to do it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, and also, what am I going to say? It'd just be like, you <laughs> with the Vespa. You know, I mean, <laughs> there's, there's definitely. Put my hand on my hips and just be like, <laughs> I'm Captain DuPont. I'm here to stop well, your Vespa theft. I think the uh, official term for it is the bystander effect. Uh, yeah. Where, you know, every it, the N plus one, the more likely it is that nobody does anything. Uh, it's part of why, like, in emergency response, they, they specifically say when you're getting your first aid, like, identify a person and tell that person to call 911. Because if you just shout, call 911, everybody will assume. Nobody will do it. No yeah. Everybody will assume. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, Have you ever run into a situation like that on bike tour? Uh, where there's been like a real serious thing. I'm trying to, I feel like I did and I'm, 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 the details are escaping me though. Um, oh, um, it wasn't a bike tour, but I was, um, in Shenandoah National Park a couple of years ago. I may have talked about this on the pod. I can't remember, but, um, uh, my girlfriend and I were up there. We were driving up, um, uh, the kind of southern or excuse me, northernmost entrance, 
um, in uh, uh, to the park. And you, there's there's a fairly decent climb to get up to sort of the level of where the road sort of is mostly at. It's, it's several thousand feet. And it's a very popular bicycle route. And we're going by one of the first turnouts. And there is a dude who was definitely not in the finest of shape, but mm. wearing the Lycra and had a nice uh, carbon bike there. Had the outfit. Lying on the f- on the ground getting CPR given to mm. him. Ooh. Oh, wow. And that was like a scary th- – as, as somebody who's a cyclist, you know, like I, that was a very scary thing to see. And so we kind of kept going. And, you know, like, I, I, pulled o- I pulled over because it's like, you know, I – you know, your, your first instinct is what can I do? But I mean, they, he was getting the aid, but I was like, okay, I know there's a ranger station up, you know, not terribly but within a mile of here. And I was like, that is the better thing to do. Right. I'm gesturing to Guthrie, everybody in this non-visual medium. <laughs> uh, hey, and yeah, back. so I went up there and I was just sort of like, you know, Hey, it, they probably could use a hand down there. And so they sent, they sent whatever, you know, uh, assistance they could because they are emergency responders you were not it, and no, so you could carry the word no i just sat there and watched them give cpr i mean there's i, I can't jump in i mean I, I you can but i mean it's it it was just sort of like that person needed like immediate mm. medical attention and, and i don't know and know what ended up happening to the di- final disposition of that gentleman but i do know that cpr is a very low likelihood of success if you look at the numbers. So I was right. just sort of like, yeah. Like if they need CPR, they're in a pretty bad way. You're below so, 20% survival rate yeah. if, that, if your heart's stopped and you're getting CPR. Mm-hmm. It's, it, but 20% is pretty good considering the alternative. Just which CPR. Is CPR. Well, and that's just CPR alone right. versus doing CPR until someone can bring in AED. Which is why which, I yeah. scooted my ass up that yeah. hill. So yeah. yeah, But I was not on a bike, so I don't know if that counts. Right. Well, you were traveling. Yeah. And so what's the sort of thing? It's the, but the observer effect. Was that the observer effect? Bystander. 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 Yeah. The observer effect is that what? If you look at it, it changes. Oh, is it? Uh, the Heisenberg principle. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, because uh, in, in uh, certain types of um, – w- when you're looking at things in a microscopic – microscopic is even less than that. At, at such a, a low quantum level. level. Quantum yeah. level or, yeah. or not quite there. But like when, you, when the act of observing is actually photons are hitting something. And right. a photon hits some of these particles, it will change the nature of it. That's the mm-hmm. Heisenberg principle. Huh. So you're never actually physics, looking at quantum Dude, there are physics people who are listening to this show going, that is so wrong. <laughs> Screw you guys. That's how it works. Well, you know what? When someone watches your bike tour, it's a little bit different too. <laughs> Would you agree? Uh, people watch my buck tours all the time. I, I'm curious. Do you think you have a different tour when you're sharing it than when you don't? Um, I, uh, so the last tour I did this season, um, I'm really intent on doing it. And then all of a sudden I, 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 I do one day of riding and I wake up the next morning and it's like 38 degrees and raining and it's only going to get worse. And I was like, yeah, I don't really want to do this anymore. But there was a piece of me that was sort of like, but I kind of promised people I was doing a bike tour. <laughs> right. Right. Well, right. we've always yeah. we've always talked about. You've shared several times about the idea. Like, if it's not fun, don't don't push yourself. Yeah, like you're not mm-hmm. you're, you're not being a hero by by deciding to have a terrible time. Yeah, and and I think that maybe maybe there's a lesson in that for people too. But it was like, oh no, I'm getting on the train, y'all. And I filmed that. I'm like, hey, everybody, it's Connellsville Station. Guess what? I'm going home. Bye. Peace. <laughs> Two episodes. Booyah. Yeah. Got to come up with new content for November, y'all. <laughs> right. Because I feel like, I don't know, I'm trying to remember. It's been so long now since social media started. Um, but the first, what was it? Because I was posting things to Facebook in 2009 using Adele's flip phone when we did our, um, <laughs> our trip down the coast. Because of course you were, yeah. Well, yeah, I was really excited about like, oh, hey, we can communicate with people. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was like really low-res photos and everything like that. But I don't think I've taken a trip where I haven't talked about it um, since then. 
Yeah. And no, I mean, even when you and Adele did your like cross country mm-hmm. thing, you guys set up a blog spot for that. Right. Right. Which is what you do. And I feel like, I, I don't know. It's funny just cause there's so much stuff. Um, I, um, I just stumbled across, uh, Instagram travel people. Um, and I, I, I'm super late at the party. I know cause it's been <laughs> happening for a while, but like, apparently it's a thing to go around and like share on Instagram. Hey, I got, I got a thing. I mean, yeah. and you've talked to people so, who've done it. I have. And yeah. you've done it. I <laughs> and, have. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think it's interesting that there, there was a time in my life where I would just go out and do something cause I like doing it. Yeah. And I'm not convinced, like I still want my data. I still want Strava running when I ride. Not because I want to, like, I famously am the slowest person on Strava, but I want to know where I went. Hmm. And I want to know how many calories I burned. <laughs> that's the biggest <laughs> that's, thing. That's the important thing, right? So yeah. That, so yeah. that you can know if you can, can't can not have that beer at the top of Tabor. I want to know how badly I have to feel about that possibility. <laughs> Lime totally screwed me out of the calorie count in Seattle because I, I rode from South Seattle to downtown Seattle, and it was not three calories like Lime said. Oh, But yeah. it stopped tracking my ride after a tenth of a mile. I'm like... <laughs> You have GPS in your bike. You you, you knew how much it was to charge me, but you're not giving me my calories. Screw you, Lon. <laughs> That's right. Bring back the scooters to Portland. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Seattle has every piece of lime now, right? Because they have scooters, they have bike share. They do, they do have not scooters? have scooters. They don't. They have no. bike share only. But what's interesting is uh, lime is going to be getting into vehic- some kind of yes. vehicular thing, the yes. lime pot or something like that. Yes. Yeah. It's so. an automobile. Of some type, I don't know. It'll be really interesting, but yeah, like Uber the article and Lyft I read, getting into it, scooters. So I thought like, it, I thought it was going to be like those smart cars. Yeah, and I think it's going to be like one of those wee ones too, like yeah. you know, like two seater kind of thing. Yeah, so, super yeah. cute. Yeah, yeah, but it's interesting. Yeah, the, the the scooter game back east is in in DC is get, getting even bigger. Uh, Lyft is doing it. Um, so the the fame, the the, the rideshare app so it, it's really fascinating to see where these different companies are going to different horizontals and verticals with all of this kind of stuff so is there as much scooter hate on the east coast as as the uh the social medias make it out to be or is it just hype i think i think we talked about this last time i was on the show too a little bit but like i feel like that it's now so ingrained in dc transportation culture that it's 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 just a piece of it like there's no okay. hate there's no there's no like oh wow this is the coolest thing ever and there's no hate that the hate it's all kind of drowned out it's just like it's just a thing now. oh do yeah. i uh, oh i can take a scooter sweet you <laughs> know um or a, or one of the bike shares because you know we had um a bunch of different dockless bike I, I think we were up to like six or seven different dockless bike companies oh, wow. and a bunch and then of course as one would expect a bunch of them folded but you know now a lot of the dockless ones are e-assist because oh. um, we've got jump, which I think Seattle has, but you guys don't. Yeah, we I've do not jump, but I've never tried. Yeah, yeah. Never been where it was but at the same interesting time. jump, I think, is in the same. It's all this like interrelated corporate stuff, but um, uh, jump is owned by Uber, and I think the corporate hmm. overlord of of uh, Bikey Town motivate is is, 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 Lyft. is is Lyft. Yeah, so it's interesting. Really? That, yep. Yeah. Not, uh, did it get transferred from Motivate at some? Well, Motivate was purchased, I think, by Lyft. Oh, yeah. I, I missed that. But okay. the, 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 the ride share companies are starting to get into all of this. So there's kind of, and of course, you don't realize it until you kind of, you know, scratch beneath the surface. It's sort no of like, clean. it's like, I hate <laughs> Facebook. I only use Instagram. I, I have, I have something Sorry. to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you about the org chart. Let, let me tell you a little bit about yes. corporate, the, yes. the, the corporate dominance of Facebook here. It's right. also possible that in Washington, D.C., there are things that are easier to hate than Lime Scooters. Is it possible? 
Maybe it's orange. Who knows? Hmm. And I'm not telling anybody how to think. That's just a just a, <laughs> a thought that occurred to yeah. me. It's uh, it's interesting. It's an interesting time. It, so <laughs> to the, live in the, the Columbia, uh, like the it. subway, maybe. Oh, it's awful, dude. <laughs> when it's running, the metro rail. The metro rail is like it, metro uh, is I've, is our. I've ridden it exactly one time. It, you well, know, two. I had to go back to where I was from. But yeah, yeah, when I was a kid, and and you know, we would visit DC on summer vacation and stuff like that. It was just like it was the best. Yeah, and it it really should still be the best. The problem is, is that. It, from a capacity standpoint, it just can't keep up Metro Rail. No. And, um, you know, so they keep trying to expand it. So they're building the Silver Line, which is going out past Dullis Airport and out into Loudoun County. Take out your maps, kids. <laughs> and, you That's know, in Virginia. And, yeah, it's in Virginia. And, you know, it's just like it's the typical kind of thing when you're building big infrastructure projects. It's so, you know, the concrete company screws things up and sets it back a year and it's like going to cost an extra billion dollars. And like this is why people get so ticked off at this kind of stuff. And, you know, and meanwhile, it's like, you know, you find low cost, low infrastructure stuff like scooters and things like that that can make a real difference in connectivity. And we yeah. talked about this last show about they can end up in neighborhoods that aren't going to be served by the silver line going through the richy rich neighborhoods of Ludden County. And it's like, OK, well, there's some cool stuff with that. But people shake their fists because, oh, my God, it's on the sidewalk. And, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, a quick follow up to that as well. We read an article, I think maybe three weeks. I think you sent us this article probably about the cut down of the bike share scooter share in dc yeah um have you noticed any impact or has the conversation gone anywhere on that since last we brought it on the show it's it's an interesting question i you know i live in a part of dc where it's probably going to be the densest like it, there's always going to be stuff in dupont circle because mm-hmm. it's just sort of like it's it's the confluence of a bunch of major streets mm-hmm. It's a circle. That's how we how how we roll in DC. <laughs> oh, that's why they call it that. Well, yeah, because okay. So anytime you have a confluence of basically three streets, they end up creating a circle because there's the there's the grid system, right? Yes. You got your numbers and your letters, and then you got the state streets, which screw everybody up. So we've got New Hampshire, <laughs> Connecticut, P Street, and Nineteenth create Dupont Circle. Oh, okay. See how I rattle that off? <laughs> have I lived there a bit? There you go. I love the Nineteenth State. Uh, it's Nineteenth Street. <laughs> I don't know what the 19th state is. Feels like it would be early. I sure don't. Because you got 13 colonies, so right. we're talking like six states later. Right, like Ohio um, or something? Who yeah, knows? we're talking Midwest. We're talking like Indiana, something like that. Yeah. Right. Well, somebody can look Wait. that up. Some, somebody call the voicemail hotline and, and let people know what the 503-847-9774. Yeah, we'll yeah. And I would give you mine, but I have to read it <laughs> i only have 146 episodes so, so oh, you mean you the just line you just rattled that off you just rattled that off oh wait memory. i know mine yeah. 202-930-1109 there we go call, call them both call them both what, what especially if you're from the 19th state whatever that is but <laughs> yeah Guthrie, you asked me a, like a We're serious question. Oh, no. I was going to give you a serious answer. You can seriously oh, the, dodge my serious the, question. The, the answer <laughs> is okay. the answer is is that I think that that uh, because I spend so much time in Dupont, it's hard it, it's hard to really truly assess that. Mm-hmm. But um, I I think that the issue is that they want to expand beyond what the kind of floor has been. And I know that in my part of Northwest DC, there's always going to be stuff because mm-hmm. it's just. We we're, we have a wealth of riches in my area. I'm more interested in what's happening in like Anacostia and other parts of town mm-hmm. that are underserved by transportation stuff. And it would be kind of cool to allow them to do that. But I also understand the district is the district government is kind of trying to make sure that you know we don't have so many that they end up in Rock Creek Park someplace. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I mean it's it's uh, 
it's it's a good question but it's it's to be to be determined i think at some point too okay and so dupont is to lads as perhaps uh, 130th is to the other districts you're dupont talking about? dupont is like northwest 21st 23rd okay is what i'd say okay uh, oh okay yeah yeah, yeah it's 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 and everybody not, who's I'm not, not hurt in Portland in my or DC yeah. is like, screw you, Guthrie. Yeah. And, yeah let, let the lads edition cut. And they're like, we wish. Yeah, no. Uh, okay. No, DuPont. Next du- up. Yeah, du- DuPont's. We, we do our. Du- DuPont was like um, kind of like the the cool part of town. And now it's been sort of replaced by other cool parts of town. Like, okay. But like it's still it. it we are not hurting for anything infrastructure okay. or anything like uh, anything like that. Gotcha. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I hope I hope my DC people will will, will approve of my uh, characterizations. I bet they will. I mean, if they're really your DC people, if they're not your DC people, <laughs> well, then who cares? Them. Yeah, <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> you're not really from here. It's like it's like uh, when I was. Well, what is here, what does that even mean? Like, is anyone from anywhere? I mean, well, you know, we live in the place, the only place in the entire country I was ever called a foreigner. <laughs> a foreigner <laughs> in Portland? Yeah. So back in the nineties, man. Oh, for no real, way. dude. Yeah, you know that was the thing. Like, you were called a foreigner if you couldn't, you know, trace your lineage back to you know covered wagon days. Oh way my back gosh. When. Yeah. I mean that that is kind of how portland has been for a very long time oh yeah yeah Yeah. there's the inside and the outside but what i think is interesting is i think that those people are now so drowned out by folks who have come from other parts of the state i've always known portland as a as a place where where it would populated from elsewhere yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. people from other places yeah and that's that's very much how dc is it's like the 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 joke is nobody is from dc and you ever run a lot of a lot of the bigger cities throughout the the country i think are like that yeah (laughs) But, you, you know, know, like New York, New York, for instance, you know, I spent a lot of time there around law school time, you know, that oh. New York City, there are plenty of people who are lifers in New York City. Okay. And it's easy to run into somebody who grew up in New York City, hmm. um, Boston, the same way. There's a lot of stuff in the Northeast that's like that. True. D.C., very much less like that because, you know, government and whatnot. And it just attracts hmm. a lot of colleges and stuff like that. There's you run into somebody who's like, oh, yeah, no, I grew up here in D.C. It's just like, what? You know. But uh, Portland, you know, when I, you know, I come out here, dream of the 90s style and, you know, it's like, I'm from Western New York. And everybody's like, where the hell is that? <laughs> is that, is that near Corvallis? And I'm like, no. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Western New York, Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Close. Yeah. Close. So, but yeah. It's it, out by the Dells. And, 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 you know, it's, and it's an attitude that I feel like uh, has changed a lot. But it's funny because I was just talking with my, uh, my brother about this. That, you know, my first job here in Portland was working for Metro and it was uh, in the transportation department. They were working on the 2020 plan, which then felt like so far away. And it's like, mm. oh, my gosh, it's like two years from now. It's, it's, it's almost less one year from now. Yeah. 13 months away. <laughs> so give us the long term. What's, well, what's the retrospective? The funny thing about it was they were like, uh, yo, people of Portland population is going to double between now and 2020 and everybody's like it'll never happen they're like they're like no well then we just don't we just then don't do it we don't want it we won't let them in (laughs) so i was working Uh, in the department where i was going don't do it yeah (laughs) don't update the infrastructure they won't come there were surveys yeah no like a lot of the 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 surveys were just like well we don't want that and Mm. and 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 the people in metro Uh, were like People, 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 you know, we, this is happening. Can't do anything <laughs> about it. And, and, and yeah. what I would love to know is, 
I'm sure it happened, but the question is, did it happen times X number of, like, did it more than double? Because my perception is that it's more than doubled in that period. We're at about um, 680 for Portland proper right now. Okay, then it's probably, it probably was 2X. Yeah. But, like, yeah, it, and, like, you know, it's it's just a very different city than it was. I mean, the bones are still there. There are, thing, there are certain bars that I still recognize and stuff like that. But, you know, I've said this before on this show, you know, my brother lives in a part of northeast Portland that it has utterly and completely gentrified and changed a, i mean a thousand percent like yeah. the only thing that used to be up there that i think is still there from back in my day so a former uh, uh, uh player for the trailblazers um who's a portland native he has a barbershop up there it's still ah, there nice but other than that's, that that's I, it. I don't yeah. think there's a single thing that i can point to that is the same on and, alberta street banks bar Great place to go hang out. It sh- opened in 2001, just as you were leaving. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> so, I mean still I'm there. sure there's stuff like <laughs> yeah. that. And there's stuff like the Long MLK, like um, uh, what's now Gold Rush uh, Coffee Bar. It used to be another – it went by a different name, but it's uh-huh. largely unchanged. Hmm. But, you know, it's like – you know, it's just really fascinating, like, you know, how dead on – metro was from a leadership perspective of like what was going to be happening Hmm. in portland back then and how you know it was like kind of the i'll use the term old timer i don't mean it to denigrate folks but like folks who had been in portland are like no we like this city the way it is yeah Hmm. and i'm here to tell you 90s portland was damn awesome and it was really cool and i can understand why people were like well even then they were like 90s portland they're like we want 70s portland back you know Back when the Kingsmen were recording. Yeah, yeah. They're like, we won NBA championships and shit, you know? (laughs) But uh, yeah, yeah. So like, it's just, it's just funny. And it it was over the years, especially coming back here. And, you know, now that I've kind of had the privilege of seeing it through my brother's eyes, you know, as a a Portland resident, and he's raising a family here and everything like that, that it's like, you know, I was only here for about five years, but it felt like it was like kind of the golden era. It's like when the East winds didn't blow as much and it never got above 85. Like it was, give me some of those 85 degree (laughs) days. Summers were glorious and there were no wildfires. (laughs) And the jails were made of tin and you could walk right out of them as soon as you were in. man. Yeah. The dive bars were divey. In the big rock candy mountain. Dandy Warhols were having top 40 hits. It was amazing. It was amazing. But yeah, anyways, Rock Dandy Warhols. Yeah. <laughs> We're having a new album. I, I understand. Are they? They got a new album coming. Nice out. new video. Nice. <laughs> they uh, they still they're they're uh, they're with it. They are. They are. Zia, Zia is uh, selling real estate. I understand though. Right. Right. Well, you got to do no, something. Really? You there was an article oh, okay. in the Willamette Week uh, uh, about how she she sells real estate. Like because <laughs> I mean, right now the yeah. band the you got to eat and I got to eat, <laughs> dude. The band. I I love what they're doing right now. They're like, okay, we're still a band. We're still going to make music. But we're not going to do gigs unless, you know, it, it makes sense for us. And, you know, they're going to do a European tour at the beginning of the year next year. But, like, y- you can tell they're just sort of like, let's make this make sense for us. Because when we go off on tour, yes, we're going to make new music. We'll play a few songs off the new album. But, yeah, we're going to play Bohemian Like You. <laughs> You're GD right we're going to do that. You know? We're going we're gonna to play Muhammad and we're going to play Nietzsche and we're going to sure play better. all the- you know, they're, they're going to do that because that's what the people, you know, they, they, mm. they downshifted and there, there's a phase in a band, Brock, I'm looking towards you in, yes. this, in this non-visual medium. Yes. That, you know, it's sort of like I you, see those you, eyes. You, you get to the point where it's sort of like, yes, the new music is always going to be more important to us. But we realize when we go out and play a show, we just need to accept the fact that, you know, I'm you too. And if I don't play in the name of love, 
<laughs> yeah, people gotta, are yeah. going to damn riot, you know. And <laughs> yeah. it's like it's nice that I've got a new song about you know global warming or whatever on, yeah. on the mm. new album, but people give zero. You know, they may care about global warming, but they don't care about this new song, right? And your we get, job, we get to play one, maybe two songs off the new album, but the rest of it is like that. So your um, job is to play the hits. I feel like the dandies have have figured that out, and and they still seem to have fun with it. And I'm mm. glad. I'm that's got to be so hard for uh, musical acts to kind of accept at some point, but then once they do it feels like they have fun on stage mm-hmm. um i feel like madonna went through that i know that's uh, like, yeah, like, yeah. steering <laughs> us Hard left. I, I, I am not the world's biggest madonna fan by any stretch of the imagination but i'm surrounded by people who are so i go to madonna shows frequently and you could just tell she was just like you know oh god i gotta i gotta do crazy for you again Ghosting. but like uh, a more a few years ago i went to see a show but was more like, importantly did she do american pie she did not it's, she did not. Such uh, an awful cover. It's a terrible cover for one reason. I've never heard that. But oh, really? She was on stage oh, having fun worst. doing all the old stuff. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I think Madonna finally kind of said, you know what? I understand. Like, I look out in the audience and I see the people who pay $1,000 to sit in the front row and sing every song. It's like, I I recognize that this is important to people. And Star Wars, she got satisfaction. Star Wars and Santa Claus. That's this feels that's like a, how a, I, this feels like a match game question. <laughs> you, you get to a point where like like with with believing in Santa Claus or like liking the Star Wars franchise where you're just like fuck this. Like I don't want anything to do with them. Mm-hmm. I you know the the franchise is, is awful. Santa Claus doesn't exist. I'm, Madonna made American Pie. Like, <laughs> but then like you know as the next generation starts coming up and they start appreciating those things right. and you start kind of like maybe start going through the motions because like, ah, all right, I'll do it for the kids or I'm, whatever. I'm, but if you, the you begin to appreciate their appreciation oh, yeah. for it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I imagine like Madonna or, or all these other ex are kind of like f- feeling the same thing I where so. they're like, I appreciate the audience's appreciation of crazy for you, even though I have to sing this, you know, a hundred times a year but whenever I go is, on tour. The key is then that the artist gets satisfaction off of that at that right, point. Right, exactly. Because they it maybe, closes that yeah, loop. Yeah, it closes yeah. that loop. Uh, you, you mentioning Star Wars uh, reminds me, I, I, in my le- most recent live show, uh, one of the questions that was asked me in the Ask Me Anything segment. Good show, was, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. Uh, it. It was very simple. I, yeah. I, I, I apologize to the listener who, who, who sent this in, but it was Marvel or DC... Star Trek or Star Wars? Hmm. So I answered. Ooh. I'm curious. Do you guys have? Do you guys have an answer for that? Aaron, I'm just going to look at you. He does. He does. <laughs> uh, if we're talking cinematic universe, Marvel by far. If we're talking straight comics, uh, DC he... DC had the better writing, hmm. but Marvel had the better art. Wow. wow. DC had the better writing. Pulling DC. Yeah. Oh Stan yeah. Lee. <laughs> <All right. laughs> uh, you went there. Could you point me to any of the it. books where that was true? <laughs> any any of the crises the, series? The crises, crises on, on George. Lo- okay, the, the Lopez run. Earths. I said this on the show. I said the Lopez run on Teen Titans was like it, 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 solid. Yeah, y- your yeah. Denny O'Neill Batman's. Yes, but but like ugh. I loved I loved Infinity Gauntlet and Infinity War in the the original iteration. Or at least the '90s iteration that I read, which I thought was the original iteration, right, turns right. out it, it it actually is also a rehashing. Yeah. And so, yeah, after finding that out, and then now 
there's like another rehashing of of the Infinity Gauntlet series, right. and it's cool. It's it's again like I appreciate how other people are are coming to it, or that other people are coming to it. I appreciate um, your answer because it makes me think a little bit more. DC has not, with some exceptions, their lately. movies are garbage. Oh, their movies are. Fucking Wonder Woman was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I look at the previews. For no, Aquaman. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was awful. Wonder Woman was good oh. in that. Oh yeah. Oh, I went there. Mm. <laughs> Write your Hard letters stance. to the Sprocket Podcast at Gmail. There are people in Atlanta who <laughs> had, didn't turn it off for the soccer, but right now they're like, "I love Wonder Woman." Click. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was willing to forgive you insulting yeah. our soccer team, but you said Wonder Woman sucked. <laughs> Fuck you. That Venn no, no. no, no, diagram no, no. is real I, small. I've got I've got my lady backing me up on this. So. Mm. <laughs> good so good I'm, thing she lives I'm in Minneapolis, otherwise you'd be screwed. <laughs> I'm willing to go out on this limb. Wonder Woman was Wonder Woman was an awful movie because. If you put that if you put that same plot line with with any other device, whether whether um she was a spy or whether she was it was a businesswoman making it in the world, it all just boils down to like I'm just a woman making it in the man's world. I don't know what to do. Like one of the big scenes is like she discovers ice cream. So because she wasn't exposed to it. <laughs> well, yeah, but I, it was just like this this dumb woman moment, you know. And that I sounds, feel like she outclassed every sounds, dude in that movie. No, mm-hmm. but that's the thing. I wish she did, but she didn't. They could have done so much better. You were upset about the ice cream. I was upset about the ice cream. You were upset. She Wonder went woman so far as to say, like you know, like men men are required for procreation, but but that's just about it. And I was like, yeah, but then she like still ends up like kind of falling for this guy and i'm like but you didn't need him you just said you didn't need him was it because and, of the ice cream and it was and the fucking Maybe. ice cream man they, they were filming uh, uh, the next just... movie in dc all last all this past year or so oh yeah and it's apparently set in the like 70s or 80s or something oh, like really? that. yeah it's gonna be so there's a lot of like retro decoration around apparently yeah i don't know it'll be interesting so okay so when, so you're you're dc and uh, star trek star wars so for comics dc Okay, okay, has the better right. Right, right. But the movies. For the movies, Marvel Universe. It's not even close. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Black no, Panther alone. Even. Black Panther alone. Oh, yeah. There you go. Come on. Yep. And that is actually, going back to like how I hate Wonder Woman, Black Panther is a great example of a feminist movie where like, mm-hmm. the women played the lead, did not need a man to like show them around the world. Great, great. And they were like in set in a world that yep. they were not familiar with, yes. too. Agreed. Agreed. Anyways. Trek, so, Trek or Star Wars? <laughs> um... I kind of told the I, like I I straddled the line on those not when, acceptable when Got next generation when next other. generation came out I went Trek all the way sure it was it um, was in it was, the gap well yeah it was in the gap like yeah. there wasn't a Star Wars movie for you know on the horizon even yeah and Return of the Jedi like was a memory Jedi um, the most insulting and sorry. <laughs> It's a Kevin Smith moment there. <laughs> but uh, which, which Next Generation came out like like at just the right time, both like like I think because it was in the gap and um I think also like culturally it just hit this vein and the writing was so good. Oh, season one was terrible. <laughs> season one, okay. season yeah, two. You're right, you're right. It took it took a minute for them to kind of figure that out. <laughs> But they had such, yeah, they had I'm, so I'm many do, allegorical do, pieces. I'm, I think it was the last episode of the season when I'm going to I'm, I'm going to do a very visual, great for podcasting thing. We seek 
we seek a peaceful coexistence. Do you remember that episode where the little worms were inside the oh, guy? Oh, yeah. And then the guy's neck was, <laughs> was blowing up because blow- you were like, I see the wires, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty they, awful. They were practical effects, though. They were practical. It was, yeah. There was no... Uh, Guthrie, do you have an opinion on, on, on the Marvel DC Star Wars Star Trek? So I'll start with Star Wars Star Trek. I'm going to go Star Trek. Okay. And I'm going to go uh, Voyager, 100%. Wow. Voyager, move. yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, Captain Janeway is like very much like a hero of mine. Catherine Hepburn? Catherine <laughs> Hepburn? I felt like she was Catherine Hepburn. <laughs> she sort of seemed like she had the Catherine, Catherine Hepburn yeah. thing going yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, Marvel DC? Uh, neither. I would go Tintin. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> Deviating. It's sort of like saying Dark Horse. I love Spawn. I was like, I was like, should I? No, nope, that's it. Like, if we're if we're truly talking about, all right, like, all right. Uh, all right, all right. Uh, to, to be fair, uh, Black Panther was the first of either that really snared me. Movie wise, yeah. I yeah. so I I feel like it started with Spider Man, and I just I it's one of the like, we were talking about appreciating things that other people appreciate. Yes, and through that lens, I appreciate both. Black Panther was, I'd say, the first. Uh, that I've truly like appreciated on my own. Yeah, that that was solid. I was I was there opening night midnight show like in in DC like you know just like sitting there like with bristling with anticipation and the, the crowd was was super into it like yeah. it was just like yeah. you just knew this was going to be a thing. And, oh yeah. yeah, we went out and saw it with a bunch of friends and the energy in the room was palpable. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Brock, you got opinions? Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> so Star Wars. Uh, Star Wars has amazing storytelling. It follows the uh, the hero's journey. Well, you're about to take a turn, man. Just tell <laughs> I would say that uh, if I had to come down and pick just one that I had to stick with forever, it would be Star Trek Enterprise. Mm. It's been what? a long time. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> uh, no, Broad Stewart, right? Yes, the guy that sang yes. the, uh, the theme song. Yes, yeah. no, I. You're I really, you're really going fan. full Bakula on this one, aren't oh, you? Oh, yeah. well, <laughs> was the guy that did it. He was, you know, he was, he was great. He put in a convincing, uh, convincing performance. He I, was the best part of that series. Only Star Trek series to ever get canceled. Yeah. Um, well, oh, wow. that was just me really? dropping the mic. Yeah, on I mean that. that that is true. <laughs> what are you saying, Tim? <laughs> I would say from a, I'm <laughs> suggesting that Bakula did and saved the world. Uh, hey, it was no Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, that's that's true. very true. Yeah, uh, from a production standpoint, I would say that it was the best Star Trek television. And I'm not sure if you can count the new Star Trek. Have you it's seen not the new? Really one? on TV? Yeah, on, I like Discovery. Yeah, and I, yeah. I haven't seen it, so I need to. I'm sure yeah, I would. You should watch it. It was, it was, it was, it was pretty it. good. It's, it's, pretty good. It, it's a shame that it's only available like through this subscription service hey, well, yeah yeah because or everything else can be stolen <laughs> on the internet <laughs> but uh, yeah it's a shame <laughs> no it's only available through this subscription service because doing it in any other way <laughs> I heard would be you, wrong that That's would be correct. wrong it would yes. be wrong but uh, you're uh, all wrong, Star Wars forever. Uh, <laughs> all right, there we go. Yeah, and yeah. also uh, Marvel. So yeah. okay. Uh, and, so not to yeah. cheat your question entirely, yeah. I really <laughs> like the Star Wars books. Uh, in fact, oh, I the, read uh, far t- more the of their books. Zahn ones, the the ones that have now been zeroed out and don't exist anymore. I don't know any anything that they were publishing Star Wars verse wise anywhere from the yeah. early nineties like, through the mid yeah. twenties. All or? of that stuff yeah. is non canonical now. Is it really? It's all gone. Oh, interesting. It's all by, gone. by who? Who um, said so? Disney. Well, what? Disney. 
Bashaw. All they did was spend a trillion dollars. <laughs> no, I, I mean, yeah, yeah. they made the no, choice. They, they, they made the choice to ignore canon. That's for sure. They, they no, no, they, they defined re, canon. Yeah, mm. no, <laughs> they I don't said, know about they, that. They retconned canon. Yeah, they, I don't they, know about they that. Retconned mm. the f out of it. It's gone. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All of that. All of that is non-canonical yes. now. <laughs> I remember. I remember well, the shit well, story. Like the internet, like shit its pants when that came out. It's like, yeah, they said they weren't going to do any extended universe. Yeah, they weren't going to use. That's not canon anymore. So many of those people, though, and not all of them, but like a lot of them are sort of the the Gamergate types that I have, yeah. and they're like, you know, mm. like they ruined Star Wars for me. Also, I'm a Nazi, you know, yeah. and I'm just sort of like, <laughs> yeah. look, look, kid, I oh. I don't see eye to no, eye to you on no, any of this. No, so, yeah, yeah. And like, nor do you have like to. there was nor there was a point in time where like I was I was so I was naive enough. I should say where I was like, you know, yeah, you're right. They should stick to the source material, you know. And then you saw who your buddies were, and you're like, I'm having a change of mind. Uh, Hold on, and now it's to the point where like any argument that starts with like, you know, you should stick to the source material for this because of, and I'm like, whatever. It's all white noise at that point. Right? These these are the same. D bags who chased off some of the uh, one of the actresses from the the more, more one of the more recent uh, films off of Instagram because they didn't like her portrayal of, of the character in the film and it's just like uh, okay you all can just yeah go live on your own island and write your own shitty sci fi that's Please. right I'll stick with the new canon I'll you. chip in <laughs> yeah, yeah. on the Kickstarter <laughs> seriously dude. Yeah. Boy, this show took a turn. <laughs> really did, didn't it? We're not salty at all. Seriously, <laughs> when did it happen? When guest star Dean Martin Brock Dennis came in? Why well, here we go. Hey, oh, uh, was that three five, three drinks or five? <laughs> so, uh, while we're talking about pop culture, can I yeah. mention that uh, Lumberjack is finally releasing? It's uh, finally in pop culture. Yes, I, I tried downloading the MP3s and it it failed on me. And oh no, I need to. Well, I'm sure it's not your fault. I'm sure okay. it's, it's user error. But well, I'm super looking forward to uh, uh, hearing the album. And so I intend to do it before I get on the plane tomorrow. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Tim, Tim was a backer. He was a Kickstarter backer. I'm a backer, we, uh, people. We strung this out. We thought it was going to be a six-month process, and it was a two-year process. So we finally have an album done. It's I think gonna... I think you're true rock stars then. That's right. Yeah. Yes. We took everyone's money, and we ran. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the Step only one, thing left complete. on the list is you need to trash a hotel room in Los Angeles. Oh, I've done that already. Done. Uh, okay, good. So, no, uh, the thing is- You're we... Zeppelin. Congratulations. <laughs> we've, uh, we've finally got the album done, and it's going to be on streaming. Uh, I think January 4th is what I've been told. What platforms can I listen to your fine music All on? of them. Oh, so if I- Go, streaming uh, platform. Now I'm going to ruin everybody listening to this on a uh, uh, connected device. Hey Siri, play Lumberjack. Oh! <laughs> and now you're going to get that EDM group from France. Hey, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, hold on. Hey Lumberjack. Hey, <laughs> Excuse me. Play Siri. Hey Google, play Lumberjack. Okay Google, play Lumberjack. And then, uh, hey Alexa, play Lumberjack. Boom, done. <laughs> yeah. I just made you like thousands of dollars just I, off of that. I appreciate because that. Because at least 100 people are going to be like, shit, and they're there like, there we go. <laughs> right, right, right. J- just I just sh- thought of like, like, how would that work? Oh, yeah, if it's playing over a speaker, like, that, that is the best con ever. You just oh, yeah. start a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> then you create an album mm-hmm. and you get it on streaming services and yep. then you use the podcast with some jackass uh, like me. Yes. And you just do all of that <laughs> on all the platforms and boom. We were talking. Step hey, hey, Alexa, hey, Alexa, order us some beers from the beer mongers on Southeast Division N12. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> hey, Google, tell me a joke. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I always do. <laughs> really? And they always tell the lamest jokes, so I hope it was a good joke for those of you listening who are now cursing yeah. us. Alexa, play Smash Mouth. 
is oh. what I would always say. <laughs> um, no, but uh, I'm very excited about the fact that this is actually real, um, and it's going to be like people can listen to it. And yeah. If you're if you're curious, I know there are a number of people who support the Sprocket who also went out and supported Lumberjack. Greatly appreciated. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, even if you don't want to pay for it, if you already pay for, say, your favorite streaming service. <laughs> you could get it there. So all you um, have to do is say, "Hey, blank, play Lumberjack." That's it. Yeah. That's all you have to do. I think, really, honestly, uh, the album is called "Bring It On Home," and it's the one that came out. Alexa, can you play "Bring It On Home" by, by Lumberjack. Lumberjack? Yeah, <laughs> that's it. So because otherwise you might get some Dylan because it might mystery a little bit. <laughs> right, right, right. Bringing it all. Yeah, back or that home. Zeppelin tune, which they stole, I think, from like. You know, someone else. <laughs> like all their stuff, right? <laughs> like, I, like, yeah. like, a, like a Mississippi <laughs> blues man. You know? Was there anything that wasn't at least a little bit stolen out of the- yeah. <laughs> no, no, they they were the best musical thieves, I think, in, in Britain at the time. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, when and where is your CD release party if you are having a CD release party? That remains to be seen. I do all know right. that we're performing at the White Eagle at 4 p.m. on January 13th. So if you're in Portland and you have to go to work on Monday morning, you can still come out and see us. And you can bring the kids. Oh, it's like a Sunday matinee. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's yeah, early like enough it. that yeah. uh, it's all ages. So All right. Yeah. It, um, don't worry. I'll still be raucous and I'll still be drunk. <laughs> as, all right. all, as all good bass players are. <laughs> that's right. Holding the group together. <laughs> but no. No. Anyways, that's uh, just something I was very excited about wanting to share. And thank yeah. you, Tim, for being a supporter. Really appreciate it. I, I appreciate your, your, your craft and your music, and I was happy uh, happy to support it. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for coming, D. Martin. You're welcome. <laughs> it's a treat. Yeah. Hey, do we have any other segments in this show? We do. I think this is a two-hour-long show already. <laughs> Ish. Well, if it wasn't before. Oh! Oh. Yeah. That's the second half of the show. That's not where that's supposed to go. And sorry I blew out all your ears. That's there. all right. I don't know. I think we should start from the top now that Brock's here. <laughs> I hit this Hello one. Hello, and welcome to the Sprocket Podcast. Oh, oh no. we oh, erased oh, everything. Wait, we hey, you want to do it live? Ready? Karaoke. i got to get my salad. I love, I love, I love, I love. Don't, don't ever <laughs> use that. <laughs> don't there we worry. Go. Tim Mooney. The Sprocket Podcast, honoring your simple requests for several years in a row. Right. It's do only you remember been two. You have to do it in the <laughs> voice of your favorite Star Wars character. It's a good thing that I'm not a lawyer or anything. <laughs> uh, what would be the, no? Would that, see, that I can't, can't count as a verbal contract. Uh, Han Solo has already been desecrated once this oh, okay. year, so I can't do it. <laughs> ever use that. Do not. Actually, I didn't. I didn't dislike that film. I it was it was alright. I enjoyed it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I yeah, enjoyed. I it. enjoyed it for what it was. It was fine. Um, I've got a good I, feeling about this. I will go on record to say, like, Han Solo didn't need a backstory, but it was okay. I I dug it. I dug Calrissian. I'm, I, 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 Calrissian. Was, I, I mean, yeah, he stole I, the show. I, the, the bummer to Actually, me is, is because the film didn't do well, the possibility of doing a Lando sequel is no longer oh, happening. And yeah. I think that, that... That's a shame. That would have been pretty cool. Uh, I, I would have been... I, I, I liked his performance. I think His droid, I think. It. His droid that... I well, think that was really. She became good. the Millennium Falcon. I mean, she oh, is right. the Falcon. Yeah, you know that's yeah. the other thing that's kind of, that's kind of. There's a lot of stuff. I think it's going to be more appreciated later on. So, except mm-hmm. by people on that island that we're sending them all to. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> With internet access, only like that amongst themselves. It's an intro. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're going to write some really awesome Star Wars scripts. I'm, I'm sure. sure. <laughs> you, you might not be on a super secret island writing awesome Star Wars scripts, but uh, <laughs> that's. But if you happen to be in Minneapolis. 
on the second Thursday of every month. <laughs> what is the Joyful Writers Club? I think we'll just be that. there. Oh, I think I might be. No, it's not the second. Oh, okay. It's the third th- Thursday. Do your own. Roll your own, man. <laughs> I'll start my own. Yeah. <laughs> Roll your early Riders yeah. Club. The Surly <laughs> Riders. Well, that that might be a little too close to trademark there. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they'd come out for it. Uh, the oh, second, like oh, you yeah. guys don't violate legal shit all the time. <laughs> Hey, as our lawyer, you're not allowed to say whether or not I am do. not your lawyer. <laughs> Let uh, me be very clear. I'm not. I've, uh, <laughs> don't ever use him. No, right. Don't ever. Yeah. I don't know. The information you give on Bob Blah Blah's Law Blog is pretty good. <laughs> nice. I think you listened to the same podcast I did on, on the Y2K stuff. Do you know that? There's, there's, a guy, there's a guy from Canada who, predict, who was like, yo, Y2K is a total farce, and his name was Bob Bob Blah Blah. Oh really? <laughs> for real. For real. Yeah. <laughs> there was a great podcast recently. Anyways, we digress. Hour three of this episode. It's second Friday of every month is the Boston Bike Party. Also, the second Friday of every month, the Indianapolis Bike Party, which also happens to be the nineteenth state in the union. Oh, oh we were right. That. Indiana, for oh, he's back. been he's been sitting. You've been sitting on this information. <laughs> I think I said Indiana. I think I was right. I was going to say, did you make a conscious decision? Be like, I'm going to wait until we talk about the Indianapolis Uh, bike. No, but I read it and I was like, shit, that's the 19th state. (laughs) (laughs) I felt it was pertinent to the announcement. I thought maybe you like you had pulled the pin on this grenade already, and you're just (laughs) waiting, just waiting to throw it. I I mean, if. As in, I looked it up half an hour ago. Yes, it's true. I saw you looking there it up. There we yeah, go. Yeah. If you're still listening to the show and you're from Indiana, more power to you. <laughs> also, also the second Friday of every month, the East Bay Bike Party, and the last Friday of every month, the Baltimore Bike Party. Every Charm s- City, y'all. Oh yeah. Well, that's what that's what they are. That's the what Charm, they call. Yeah, the yeah. Charm City, man. I'll be down. Every second Sunday of every month in PDX, the Corvette Bike Club ride. Ow. That hurt my ears more than it does when I'm on my iPhone. Okay. Uh, December 23rd, the Christmas Eve Eve celebration of barrel-aged beers at the Beermongers. And we had already mentioned previously, but just in case you missed it. There's a stick on the ceiling. There is a stick There's on a the ceiling. That's right. And the on the 24th out. is... Bottle pours oh, yeah. over at the beer mongers on Southeast Division and Twelfth. And because they're so gosh darn generous to this show, the twenty fifth, they're still open. If you miss the other two, that's right. Go hang out. It's a it's a fun it's a fun gig. Um, tis the season. Bob Cratchit's being forced to pour for you. <laughs> <laughs> just go there because Scrooge is making him there. Say I that. think I think in May this, as well go in this iteration, Mister Scrooge is Bob Cratchit though. I don't know. I just want to know like, what goes on on Christmas Day. At like the the, the owner, the owner mm-hmm. is is there. Like it's probably it, him. Yeah, it's yeah. probably Scrooge. Sorry, dude. Actually, he bought us a beer. I think the last time I was here. Yeah, so yeah, he, yeah. he's a cool guy. Sean no, Sean, he's yeah. he's totally awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. At, yeah. Jan- January eighth, the <laughs> Bowie birthday ride, and some upcoming film by bike tour dates. Also, there's still room or still time to submit your entry for film. I want to go to Bendigo. Bendigo, Bendigo Australia. Yeah, when if is that go, happening again? If you go, when, when's make Bendigo sure happening? it is over October 4th. Next year? Yes. Oh, I can't plan that for anything. <laughs> <laughs> Boise, Idaho, January 18th. Los Angeles, California, January 27th. Hood River, Oregon, February 12th. Arcata, California, March 15th. And like we mentioned before, Bendigo, Australia, October 4th. And they are planners in Bendigo, Australia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they observe so, that shit they in just, They had just had one... What was it in November? Yeah, I think it just came up. Um, it was really neat, actually. The organizer for the 
event in Bendigo actually happened to have a family trip in Portland last year. So he was able to sit down with staff from Filmed by Bike, and it was just a really sweet chat. Um, they brought us t-shirts, so I, I have my Bendigo bike t-shirt that That's I right. rock at least once a week, probably. <laughs> what is, uh, what is it, I like BGO? My bike t-shirts. BGO, yeah. I th- I believe that's also like, that's like summer down there, like early, like I was late spring. Say yeah. it's summer down there right now, so that's why they're ahead of the schedule. Oh, yeah. you're right, indeed. Right. Where is um, Bendigo? Yeah, really nice folks from Bendigo. Where is Bendigo? That's I mean, a I, good I Australia. question. Australia, <laughs> <laughs> but like, is it like you uh, know, like so, so city suburbs, West Coast? Where you know, Bendigo was described to me as uh, for anybody. I'm going to have to use a Oregon reference just for reference sake why would Uh, you do that on this show i don't know okay just reasons uh so so bendigo to me is is a it's kind of like the corvallis of uh of sydney Ah. of oregon or of australia if you will (laughs) it's it's not far out but it's not so far out that there's not a lot of things happening there so mediocre football team Ooh. No shots fired. I don't know if there's a football team. Well, there's probably a good at basketball team down there. <laughs> uh, I, I actually I met somebody Gary else. Gary Payton went there, or the, Australia's Gary Payton. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is no a deep idea. cut. <laughs> like four people are like, "Oh yeah, that's funny, dude." <laughs> yeah, I, I um, when I was tour guiding, I actually met a resident of Bendigo, and they kind of gave me the lowdown. It just seems seems like a pretty chill spot. Sounds like a good place. Maybe maybe like the Austin, the small, the very small Austin of Australia, or oh. something like that. All right. uh, as a as a national and, to local and Australia is like so universally cool. If it's extra cool, like it feels like, I mean that I mean, just the cool factor could it, be like falling off the map. Oh, yeah. This it, is the longest part of the segment ever. I apologize. No, I'm here. I'm just, <laughs> I just right. keep hearing you guys say Bendigo, Australia all the time. I'm like, I, I I need to know more. I love it. Well, see if you've been to Bendigo and or you disagree with what I've said. Feel free to write us. <laughs> the Sprocket Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, Call or text I, to 503-847-9774. I have, I have a regular listener to my show, and I think you may listen to your show. I've been mispronouncing his name all the time, so I'm going to apologize again. Byron Patterson. Not Brian Patterson. Byron Patterson. Oh, no. He, he's like, I'm sure he got okay. that. Yeah, I think, all I think his Gregory Braithwaite can sympathize. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, I pronounced his name right, uh, but poor Byron. Byron from uh, Australia is just like from Mel- Melbourne, Australia. And then I'm like, how do you pronounce Melbourne? in my dialect he's like dude just say whatever you say so, anyway. <laughs> you can't just, even get my name right yeah so. or or and he probably finished with me so. <laughs> <laughs> sorry byron uh well i didn't bother with any headlines because i knew do you know who's headlining our show tonight tim mooney yeah dean Brock martin did yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so but so we don't have any headlines but you know what we do have? what do we have hour three we got mail <laughs> we have the third hour. <laughs> Starting the 24th hour in a row of the Sprocket Podcast. Send Eventually, all contributions. We will get to that 24-hour podcast someday. Hey, it's, it's coming more natural than I thought it would. We, we had a couple of 45, 50-minuters this month. We're just making up time. That's right. It, you never lost, we never lost anything. It it's just, true. It all it just is what out. it is. Yeah. Are gonna some run are longer, out. some are shorter. iPhones only have so much hard drive space these days, people. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you only put 16 gigs in a phone. (laughs) Thank goodness for the cloud. (laughs) All right, from from Chris R., he says, bike rack. Oh, he sends us a picture. Bike rack, check. Wave bike rack, yuck. Lift your bike up to the rack, huh? And, and this, this picture, is from from Castle Rock, Colorado. It's uh, yeah, it's and, elevated and, bike yeah, park. I'll show you. Mm-hmm. Bike I mean, parking at elevation. I don't know. Okay. Do, do they have floods in <laughs> this over, in that air, neck of Colorado? Maybe. If you were like me and listened to that and said, "I don't understand," 
look at the picture yes, in the show notes. And we'll be yeah, posting yeah. the picture. Right, when the first thing I thought of when I saw that was you see these like ADA handicap like f ups from like countries that don't have as stringent ADA handicap standards. This is kind of that version of a bike rack ah. applied to uh, cycle parking. If this, you will. I'm yeah. unsure how to how to. How to explain this? It's, but imagine it's stepping, a, yeah. but that it's seems as good a, of an ex- explanation like, as any. Like, yeah. a, like, like a like a ninety five like a eighteen or, degree ramp or something yeah, like that. Yeah. <laughs> imagine stepping up off of the street onto the curb and then having to step up again with your bike to park your bike. Yes. I, hope, I hope you like Pilates. It's almost like a display. <laughs> it's like, hey, everybody, these are the folks that biked here. <laughs> <laughs> it's, and this, they get medals. It, this, just, this just comes back to like. You know, this is really well intentioned, but did did you check with your own bike? Did you like take your coworker who does bike and like you know yeah, ask I, for their opinion? I was going to say the, the people who designed and built this do not own bicycles. <clears throat> oh yeah, and there's nor do they ride them. <laughs> Nor am I sure if they've ever seen one. Would, would you? You wouldn't possibly be <laughs> yeah. saying that because said rack is eight inches from the wall. <laughs> there are so thing. many things wrong with this. <laughs> are we bringing back an old segment? My bike won't my fit bike here. Won't fit here. <laughs> Thank you for your submission to my bike won't fit here, Chris. Yeah, it just it just goes to show like. Like if you want, that's great. Thank you for thinking of of people who bike and putting in a bike rack, but make it work. Hashtag, and there's a lot of cool like fail. yeah. And there's a lot of cool like um, really decorative bike racks here in town that, by virtue of their decoration or the way that they're designed, are also useless. So, also again, just try it with an actual bike first before you make it permanent. Cool art, bro. Yeah, cool art, bro. Cool. cool. <laughs> um, next up from Josh G right here in town. He is selling his triplet bike. What? Yes. Go buy Josh's triplet bike. You mean the yes. one that we heard on the Alameda Staircare episode? <laughs> yes, oh, that gosh. that very oh, one that, one. that yeah. him and was it Fritz John and Armando. Fritz and, yeah. and, and Armando all rode together. Yes, he says this bike is not easy to captain, but I don't want to sell it to just anyone. Dollars are not my goal. It's a 26-inch wheels, functions fine, as you know, will fit a wide range of heights, is exactly 10 feet long, (laughs) and he had recently replaced the rear wheel with a very nice heavy-duty downhill one. Um, We've had so many things in this. This is a rich episode already. Yes, quite. All right, (laughs) so we we got a piece of mail from you. Or you know, maybe this was a tweet from you, actually. What's hysterical is I have zero recollection of what this was. <laughs> I mean, I know I've sent stuff recently, but I, I just don't remember. Uh, so, yeah. so it says, I want to do a six-part podcast series on this. Oh, yeah. And then it references another person's tweet of a dude riding the back of this bus. So this is in, in the District of Columbia on the X2 uh, bus. <laughs> That's like a uh, bu- what a um, uh, rapid transit so, bus. It's it's a metro bus. It, our, our 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 bus line basically yeah. the TriMet of DC. Right? Yeah. <laughs> there's a dude. Please, I invite you to check this one out. Catching a, dude, a ride. There's a dude literally gripping on the rear of it, and this is on this like is a, an articulated bus too. It's, it's one ar- of those that yeah. It's like, a double bus, and there's somebody in the car following along, and they've they're they're they pulled out their phone. And they're like, "What is this dude doing?" <laughs> 
he's not paying for fare. No, he has managed to evade the fare. But it is it's it, it, it was funny and it kind of made the rounds in the uh, in, in DC transit circles. It was it was uh, yeah, and I, and I was serious too. I want to do a podcast documentary yeah. about this. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. I think there's layers to this that I'm not even seeing. Well, I so, think yeah. if you meet the guy, like first of all, you have like an episode where you don't know who he is, right? right. And then and like, I have you'll have another episode it. where you tell his background. Yes. Episode three. You actually get on the back of a bus with him, and you ride with him, and you <laughs> talk about no, what's going even better. On. It's episode like, four. He tells there me, is no episode. He tells me where he was going. Oh, and that's when it takes a turn. Okay, uh, yes, 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 and then it turns into a true crime drama. At something I don't <laughs> know, man. Brought to you by Casper Mattress. Yep, yep, yep. If, if you're looking for a video phenomenon, guys, of... are you sending stuff during the holidays? Do you hate going to post offices? <laughs> I sure do, Tim. <laughs> Nothing worse in the holidays than standing in line at the post office. Oh, uh, shucks. Yeah. No, seriously, if you need a, a good solid mattress to fall onto, if you're falling <laughs> off of the back of a transit bus, you need one that will Stamps. expand. Stamps.com yes, for all right. your mattress needs. <laughs> <clears throat> I love yep. how this leads into our next piece of mail. Oh, yes. <laughs> from Josh from Bike Initiative Keweenaw. I'll take this over since... Uh, I, I can pronounce Keweenaw. You, you've nailed it. <laughs> well done. Because I know where the Keweenaw Peninsula is. Mm-hmm. I was listening to a non-sprocket podcast on the ride to work earlier this week. What? Wait, 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 they wait, have those? Know, it, it happens. They have those? You know, I, I hear that they're around. And, I don't and, believe it. And people do occasionally listen to them. Better than the Pedal Ship <laughs> Project. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think maybe it, w- it was the joyride. I don't you think know, it, it could have been joyride. Yeah, hmm. That's okay. Could have been. Yeah. Could have been any of the other adjacent pods that we have. We've we've had the pleasure of crossing pods <laughs> with. I swear, my entire eight mile ride on a single speed fat bike, so slow, was the podcast host begging for donations. Then an advertisement. I can't actually recall any content. That <laughs> sucks. That's, That's how no you know good. it's a non sprocket <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so rather than send them money i'm sending you money thanks uh i love your show and have been uh meaning to become a patron for a while now thanks for a consistently creative and entertaining podcast <laughs> until i could say we can we can fulfill at least one of those yeah. today <laughs> one out of two ain't bad <laughs> welcome to the podcast where the topics are made up and the ads don't matter <laughs> welcome to our four of episode number whatever uh, this is. Well, thank you, Josh, from Bike Initiative q which is in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. The UP? Yes. Can't, now you, now can't you point can. to it on your yeah. hand. Got to well, use yeah, the other hand for yeah, it. Yeah, you can. You, you just <laughs> oh, yeah. you turn your hand over like this, and now yeah. you got this is the Keweenaw Peninsula yeah. right there. Yeah, that's at the thumb, eh? Yeah. Wait, we, did we just go full Fargo? <laughs> <laughs> no, we went Uber. We went Uber, Uber man. Yeah. It's like Fargo times yeah. three. Okay. Fargo, Fargo people make fun of the Ubers. Uh, they're like, oh, those people talk funny, eh? <laughs> but the, I mean, the beautiful yeah. thing about it is that Ubers don't make fun of anybody. They're very genuine, amazing people. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Hell yeah. Bike Initiative Keweenaw included. We should oh, all thank be. you we so much for your so donation. No, right. <laughs> I, I, let me say, as as another Michigander is sitting next to me, I'm not a Michigander myself, but Michiganian. I have, oh, wait! Get it I right. always thought it was Michigander. <laughs> it's Michiganian. Wow! So what's well, great for the Michiganian is good. Michigander, Michigander. It's okay. Was originally an epithet. 
Really? That, yes. Okay, so my credit ignorant, is gone. ignorant person from Michigan. You know what? What I was you. about to say was that you know, since I know so much about Michigan, yo, <laughs> <laughs> I have family that, from there. That said, that said, I'm like one of the few people that would like actually put their foot down over. Well, there. most people, you know, consider themselves Michiganders. I was not taught that by my Michigan uh, native <laughs> relatives, so that's they failed. That's because they were Michiganders. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I couldn't resist. And oh. scene. <laughs> You know, Tim, as the honorary... That gets you to level three, sir. Congratulations. For those of you who joined us in in hours two and three and you missed hour one, that was a callback. Uh, You'll always be an honorary Portlandite in my heart. (laughs) I'm I'm just a guy from Washington. What do I know? (laughs) Washington? Washington. Uh, Yes, it's very interesting. Oh, that you came from Washington. Are we going there? Yes. Are we going there? Yes, I'm going <laughs> Team there. Team five syllables. <laughs> <laughs> Have you noticed that uh, I, anytime I say interesting on my show, I'm like, it's three syllable interesting? I, oh, I always say really? that. Yeah. You back it up with that? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I almost, you said interest, interest. Damn. Interesting. <laughs> you said because that word. That's how it's pronounced. Fascinating. <laughs> you said that word that way at least three times. Today? interesting you said at least least three times and each time i was like (gasps) (laughs) like inhaling ready to like no i'm usually i won't do that i'm usually so much more conscious of it when i'm in this 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 facility Mm. so yeah well i I believe you have an ally in this yeah yeah i your team three three syllables so it's it's two two. both teams but generally and in team interesting oh dude you may as well say you like both star wars and star trek (laughs) i mean what can i say i like tintin and void (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's true yeah you were like dark horse there's there's nothing right about it it's just how it is true true (laughs) todd mcfarlane and spawn i would totally call you out on that and be like like no that's such a hipster thing to say (laughs) but i know you have like the big Tintin volumes in your house. I do. Yeah. I literally yeah. custom printed a keyboard that has all of my favorite <laughs> Tintin characters on yes. it. And that's so cool. And more than happy to belay any Tintin related facts and or fan. <laughs> you, you're not just like bandwagoning, like looking oh, like, no. my, <laughs> yeah, yeah. My boy Lance from middle school has got a few questions for you. <laughs> Please bring him on. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy. Lance, for the that. last time, it's pronounced Tintin. <laughs> not Tintin. Or anything else <laughs> uh should, should we should we roll the credits i why <laughs> no let's just no, keep going here. i don't know we no we gotta we gotta record my show yeah. oh that's true we yes got, somehow so we got 49 minutes to go team <laughs> come on <laughs> can't stop oh. now <laughs> yes <All right>. mercifully <laughs> rin tin i would accept <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. This, this was... Rocket Podcast is produced at Stream PDX Community Audio Studio, thanks to the generous support of Open Signal. Our website is thesprocketpodcast.com. Email to thesprocketpodcast at gmail.com. Call or text to 503-847-9774. Twitter and the Instagrams at Sprocket Podcast. Thanks to Ryan J. Lane for our theme music. Kurt Bird for our headline sounder. Marcus Norman for graphic design. And awesome pins. Ooh, yeah. Oh, shit, I forgot the pins! Got the They're pins. still at my house. I was going to bring them today. I'm sorry. It's nope. okay. He makes amazing <laughs> pins. We're pinless. Where were we? And thanks to our sustaining donors, <laughs> Logan Smith, Shadowfoot, Katharina Mellengard. We're Mellingard. not going to hit the, the mark. You never Wayne hit the Norman, mark. Wayne Norman, Ethan Georgie, you haven't Eric hit the mark since episode four. Cameron Lean, Richard Wisinski, Tim Mooney. Thanks Hi. for coming on the show Yeah, today. Tim Mooney is right up, here. Everyone? Tim Mooney Show. I'm Tim Mooney Show. I'm, I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>
Glenn Kubish, Matt Kelly, Eric Weiss. <laughs> Todd Parker, Dan Gebhardt, who's, who's a time, a time traveler? traveler. Dave knows. Chris Smith, Caleb Jacobson, J.P. Cooley. Peanut Butter Jar, Matt. Marco Lowe, Rich Otterstrom. Andrew in Colorado, Drew the Welder, Anna. Andre Johnson, King of Division, Richard G. Guthrie Straw, who is sitting right next to me. Aaron Green, author of We Were Like Sons and founder of the Regranary. Campsite. Mac Nurse David, Nathan Poulton. Chris Rossin, Rory in Michigan, Michael Flournoy. Thanks for the mail, Chris. Jeremy Kitchen, David Belay, Tim Coleman. Harry Hugel, EJ Finneran, Brad Hipwell. I'm so sorry I missed the holiday party. I'm sending you a card, EJ. Oh, shit. Same. Same. Thomas Skato, <laughs> Keith Hutchinson, Ranger Tom. I've dropped so many balls. <laughs> Joyce Wilson, Ryan Tam, Derek Wagner. Hey, at least you sniffed the can. Hey, oh. <laughs> Jason Oftenberg, Microcosm Publishing, David Moore. Todd Grossbeck, Chris Barron, Chris Barron, and Chris, Chris Barron. And Chris Barron. Sean <laughs> Baird, Simon, Gregory Braithwaite. Ryan Morrow, Jimmy Diesel, Dude Luna. Matthew Rooks. <laughs> Marshall Paula at Funatake Cyclecraft. And Chris Philip. Barron. Philip <laughs> <laughs> M. Spartan Dale, no relation. Mr. T, who never really left, and Bike Initiative, Kiwana. This is executive producer Brock signing off. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Doing. Thank you for Far. coming Thank to the so the final episode <laughs> of the Sprocket Podcast. And Chris Barron. I know it looks like it would it would look like it's pronounced Kawina, but it's Kiwana. <clears throat> is the show over yet? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Go to bed. <laughs>